Logan, Logan Morris. It's our favorite minister, a man that, look, he, he will, he'll take care of your pest, even though he's not taking care of me. And I'm a pest, right? Would, would you say I'm a pest? I wouldn't say that. You wouldn't? Nah. Uh, no. Nah. Not a pest? No. Nah. Pest. pest stay out of my house. It's the rule. If you come in my house as a pest, there's a problem. You're leaving one way or another. by, uh, most importantly, Dubby. 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 Right here. The Dubby. The the Dubby. The Dubby. Yes, go to www.dubby.gg. Get yourself some big energy tears. Mm. I'll tell you what. I'm so focused. I'm so ready. (laughs) Well... Quick caveat. Go ahead. I, I've made that beverage for, I mean, I okay, I mixed the powder in water. Uh-huh. So he has yet to smell what this tastes like, what it smells like. He's tasted it. Right. Oh, 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 baby. It is like somebody. <laughs> Did you just like make raspberry I to- I told you it smacks you in the face, but a good way. Yeah. It's Fantastic. Whoa, this is wild. I'll tell you what, I am, I am uh, fit to be tied, ready to go. Oh, I'm, I'm focused. This episode titled, did, we, did you record last week? Nah, right. I took the week off so too. What, so I was is this, gonna. like episode five? Yeah, this sounds right. Yeah, episode five, tis the season. Sounds right, probably. You just hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring, ring, ringling, um, so let's go ahead. Let's chat a little bit. Let's chat, 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 chat. What are we going to chat about? I think we're going to chat about revolution. We're going to chat about revolution. We're going to chat about MJF. We're going to chat about how much do you like tequila? We're going to chat about how much do you like John Cena's bald spot? We're going to chat about all of it. We're even going to chat about a man. That was in gorilla position last night. That's right. Wherever you are, Mister Mister Travis Napper, be scared. Be very scared. Be afraid. Be very afraid. All right. This episode titled "Tis the Season," and that of course means that of course means it's WrestleMania season, buddy. It is WrestleMania season. Did you know it? I did. I was aware. Uh, but first, we got to talk revolution. Yeah. Uh, you know, look, resume is coming. That's great. April 1st and 2nd. Did you know we're booked on April 1st? I'm aware. That's got to be some aware. April Fool's joke, right? No, man, I almost thought it was. And then it was like, nope. There for sure. It is what it is. Just got to take a day off from work so I can, so I can, you know. Do our wrestling broadcast for the ASWA and go to the Fozzie makeup concert and do this podcast the following uh-huh. like, Tuesday. Like, uh-huh. cause like normally it'd be like, okay, there's too much going on. So Tuesday's a wash. Yeah. Um, but it's WrestleMania. Yeah. So we can't really like, oh, Tuesday's a wash. Like we kind of have to do it. Barring sickness, that day's a must. No, 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 no. There, there are zoom calls for that. Yeah. Or Skyping, or however we decide to do it, there there are ways. Someone will be li- will be recording Tuesday or live or what have you, following uh, WrestleMania. Ryan Sil- Ryan Hill says Ryan. Uh, he's, he's 
He's on here talking. Hey, buddy. He asked how it's going. And then he said he hates me. Why? We, that's that's our thing. Oh, yeah. Thing. You know how I hate that bastard. You know, yeah. I'm planning on getting chicken wings with him next week. Next week? Yeah. When? Uh, next Wednesday is what we're shooting for. What are you doing? What are you doing next Wednesday? I get paid that day. I'm probably. Yeah. Probably. Probably. You know, I owe him chicken wings from that Brock Lesnar bet. I'm aware. I remember. And I'm poor, so it takes me a lot of pay out. I mean, it's understandable. And, and plus, we're all friends. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's, well, I'm, I'm hardly his friend. Jesus. Why? Because he sucks ass. Wow. I thought you guys were buddies. Well, it's called working, brother. <laughs> no, I just he, had to make you say it. He's my, he's my pal, uh, except he's really trying hard. To, he's trying really hard to piss me off today. He's said a lot of derogatory things about Richard Petty. Um, so that's, he's trying really hard. And I'm going to get back to you, Ryan, but I got wrestling to talk about. Hi, Ryan. It's being stupid and my comments are like this big on this computer. Or so I would type hi, Ryan. Yeah, see, that, but that's, that's what I, t- that's what I tell Peyton. <laughs> it's being stupid. It's just not going to work today. <laughs> just, you got to give it the old slapper, you know. So, Ryan, how are you, brother? It's it's good to, it's good to hear from you and good to be with you and and you know we hate you Ryan that's who, that's who we hate speak for yourself speak for yourself sir speak for myself that's what we do M- me and Ryan have no beef your guys' beef is over here I have no beef I thought this was old woman so I have we all have, the beef. we all have the beef I mean I guess if you want to say I have a slight beef. It's that he never joins us for anything, except wings. Apparently, it all comes out. Here it comes, but yes, yeah, so makes me sad. Next Wednesday is the plan. At this moment, all right. You know, he said that he, he. We're seeing what Napper schedule is. You know, we got to get the gap out. Oh, for fuck's sakes, we're never going. <laughs> you know, he's so busy and he's planning for his wedding. I mean, I, we might want to plan for May, bro. We might want to plan for <laughs> May, bro. All right, so, what do you say we talk a little professional wrestling? Okay. Revolution. Yeah. Revolution, baby. Uh, I got to tell you, people. I got to tell you right now. On what am I enjoying more, right? Like, everyone knows I love WWE, right? Yeah. WWE guy, you know, then, now, forever together. But right now, I'm enjoying AEW far more than I'm enjoying WWE. Got to tell you that right now. Gotta tell you that right now. Everyone's finally starting to realize. Not I'm not and I'm not WWE bashing over here. They're putting out a, but they're it's, putting out a good product, but Tony Khan is hitting another stride. And I, it all comes down to when he started changing how he was booking things. Mm-hmm. I forget how he said it because I read it and I don't absorb things when I just read them as much. But he just changed how he was booking everything. I think the 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 shows flow better. Everything's working just fine, and it, it is an enjoyable product. Yeah, it's it's nice. And so, for me, I right now I, in the last four or five weeks, I think they've hit a stride, and. I, I did not, uh, fair warning, I did not buy Revolution. I caught plenty of highlights, so I have plenty to say. Don't, don't worry. Um, but to me, it's like, you know, baseball season's coming. He, he had a couple base hits, right? You know, he's got a rally going. And then he brought home the runs with another, bi- with another big hit 
at Revolution. I like that analogy. Because let's start out talking about it. MJF defeated Brian Danielson 4-3 in the sudden death overtime. This was a match of the year candidate. Here's Can I give you one nitpicker? Yeah. I'd have gone 0-0, had him tie, and then you have a double or nothing story. Because it's only two months of double or nothing. We could get two more months oh, out of this man, story. they'd have been so pissed. I was mad when it ended in a tie. I was like, they better do overtime. Like, I don't think you can leave an Iron Man match without a definitive winner. That's kind of the point I mean, you of an Iron Man match. I mean, you could, you could. but I'd, I would have been very upset. Who freaking who? I right? would I, I'll right. listen to that crowd. They were pissed before they called for sudden death. Maybe they, maybe, maybe they were planning on the old. And then they were like, nah, Audible. this is a terrible idea. Audible. They Dirt. are all pissed off. We are going to get, Dirt. it was weird how they had it like, They've never done that before with an overtime where he's getting word like Tony's in his ear on his phone. Didn't he call him? I think so. Look, he called him. So maybe it was the old. It might have been an audible because because think about it. It's not that double nothing's weekend of Memorial Day. That's not that far. We can build. MJF and Brian Danielson can do this for eight more weeks. Oh, yeah, they totally could. Don't, don't totally you worry fine about with that. Don't, don't you worry about it. So maybe that will, maybe that was the case, and, and the reason I'm I'm still sharing out to groups, that's what, if you're wondering, why is he looking at the camera? Because I have a lot to do. Because we don't do that here. We try to make it, na- yes, like right now I'm looking at the camera when I think about it, but we have a lot of things to do. We're in studio. Who's? I mean, we're not a newscast. Who says we always have to stare at the camera like a bunch of jackasses? No offense to any newscasters out there. I'm just saying. It makes more sense in a newscast than a podcast. Sure. Sure. Makes sense. All right. All right. Fine. All right. Maybe. Joe, how are you? Joe Hershberger. Hey, buddy. Uh, We love you. Come on out to come on out to his 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 wonderful event March eighteenth. Autism awareness yeah, ASWA. Yep, Dalton, Barry, Ohio. Barry Horowitz. It's only like two hours and fifteen minutes away from Lancaster. Barry Horowitz will be there. You know, Eric Redbeard going to be there. Eric Redbeard will be there. You know, better known as Rowan to some, and I you know just it's a, it's a stacked card, stacked, stacked. I mean, stacked high like it's going like to be great. Jack pancake. I mean. Just go over the card real quick while you're sharing. Uh, Ryan Hill says, McCarthy and I have no beef. The beef is just you and I, Logan. I knew it. First of all, Ryan, you can kiss my grits, all right? And that's only because Joe's watching or else I'd have said something way worse. Mm, I see. So Joe has to watch all the time now. So I'm going to run down this card while you're sharing. So we have the triple threat Battle of the Giants featuring Eric Redbeard, Beast Man, and six foot nine. Oh, oh so, so fine. fine. I'm not even going to try to do it the way he does it. Marcus Scott. Yep. Heavyweight title match. We have redneck kid Robbie Collins versus psychotically sane Manson Crane. I'm, te- I'm team Crane. We have a ladies match. Haley Shadows versus the phenomenal Danny Jacks. Like, we've kind of gotten a rare opportunity to. Witness the beginning of of a career. We've kind of broadcasted all of her matches, probably, because we haven't missed a show since they came back from the pandemic. 
I don't know if she was doing it before then, but even before the pandemic, we were doing it with Adam at least yeah. two or three times with Adam. Yeah, it's we we we. So we've I think we've infancy. we've been able to see a, a, a career start, and that's kind of rare in this business. Yeah. A grudge match: J.J. Deville versus Micah Leonhart. The tag team championships, the status symbols versus the first and maybe only autistic pro wrestling tag team, the Puzzle Express, and Colton Quinn versus Papa Dingo in a singles bout. I don't know how well that's going to go for our buddy Colton. Oh, Colton that's going to be rough. Papa Dingo's a big fella. He's going to be bringing that Quinn Law drop. Uh, Axel Fury is watching. <laughs> Axel Fury. Oh, hi, Axel Fury. How's it going, buddy? Member of the status symbols. Uh, Napa wants to know if this is to the turnbuckle light after dark. I think he's referring to the lighting. Oh, I don't know what's going on with my lighting. So, yes, that's what we're going to go yeah. with yeah. today. Late and alone, baby. Late and alone. I think it's too bright outside, so I need to get room darkening shades, and it's like washing out my actual lights. You know, it would be great, Napper, if you were here to give your expertise and actually do your job. I know, right? Yeah. I'm not the light guy. I'm the producer. He's the light guy. Travis is the light guy because I want to see him climb a ladder. He's the light guy. I write the show. You're the light guy. Come on now. Here, here to the Timberwolf, we treat everybody equally. That sounds fair. Uh, Mr. Ryan Hill says, I thought Revolution was a solid interview. MJF and Brian Davison was absolutely a match of the year candidate. MJF is that dude. He's that dude that can't draw a million viewers. Sorry. 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 <laughs> Two kinds of words. Inside words and outside words. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. It's fine. I have a huge announcement. That's going to get me a million viewers. That was so funny. Was that? I, what, I know we got to talk revolution. We got time. It's fine. But what do you think of that huge announcement? We, we didn't do our traditional show that week. AEW All Access. Does that fit the bill of huge announcement to you? So Well, to be fair, they said important announcement, I think, was the word. I think they did say important announcement and like honestly not really. Mm -hmm. However, Mm -hmm. you are partners with the network. They are asking you to put something over. You kind of got to do it. It is a big announcement for the network because they really wanted AEW back in that time slot because they had the, the roads, show before roads to the top that's what it was roads to the top so they had that and that obviously that did well enough to where they really wanted something aw centric after after dynamite and it's a big deal for the wrestlers i think it'll be fun for them to show that and 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 for the people that are like the IWC that was like up in arms that it wasn't the greatest thing ever or wasn't a new signing or whatever Aren't you guys the ones that want that like inside kind of track? Like, what this is all about? Like, social media is huge. What views get the, what gets viewed the most in a regular week is probably a wrestler showing off his workout routine. Or let's here's a huge example. How did the young bucks get big? It wasn't exactly wrestling. It was being the elite that brought people brought eyes to their wrestling there were a lot of people that knew about being the elite and found being being the elite entertaining the people baby and went over to watch them wrestle 
Because, I mean, for what, 15, 20 years, it wasn't exactly easy to watch the Young Bucks wrestle. Would you like to know, we just got a Facebook strike. Because our content doesn't meet their community standards. For what? <laughs> Let me go into a little Louisiana Mills here. What did we just do? We got a Facebook strike because our content doesn't meet their community standards. Let me tell you something. Mark Zuckerberg, you can kiss the fattest part of my ass. I don't see that. And, uh, just, We're still live. Uh, no, I, my, our, my, our account, my account just got a, got a Facebook something or other. And, and I would just like to share with them that they're absolutely um, out your skull piece. That's as nice as I'm going to put it. Well, I'm just going to keep on rolling, 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 oh, and I don't we're, care. We're still alive. That's like, why Zuckerberg gets my ass. Hey, what did All we even? It. What did we even say? I said Zuckerberg can kiss my ass. And we got the strike before that. Uh, well, now we're going. <laughs> come on, give me two. Give me two. Who drinks water that way, like, you, you robot? How do we? How? I don't know. Give me two. Give me two. You worthless son of a. We didn't even bring up what MJF did in the match. Wait till. I'm not saying it right now. Well, I'm gonna. Oh, I'm just I, saying, I gotta, like, we didn't even like. I'm getting hot. Didn't even do anything. Getting hot. Getting hot. Ooh, ooh! I know what it is. What, what, I know what it is. Yeah. They don't make money off Dubby. Heaven forbid we try to make money with our partners, Dubby. You're, you're a billionaire. You notice how I didn't say from? I said with. Because we're both small businesses here, Dubby in California, us in Ohio. We love Dubby, and so go to www.dubby.gg to stick it up Zuckerberg's ass. Wow, that's egregious. Bruiser Nation is the code to get 10% off over here to the right of Mr. Loganity, who is really mad about this strike, apparently. And then then if you want to stick it up Zuckerberg's ass. So angry right now. Well, hey, that's... Table. That's fair. Right. I, mean, I don't mean right now. I'm talking about 20 years down the line. People are going to talk about the fact. Oh, they got that we got a Facebook here. strike for what? <laughs> I think that's why I'm entertained by this. Like, are you serious? Like, this isn't some early April Fool's joke. Like, this is like for real. What did we even say? You said the word hate. Is that it? Then I want a restriction on Ryan Hill. <laughs> he didn't. He said he, he, he typed out that he hated me. <laughs> he typed out that he hated me. He typed out that he hated me. He hate me. He hate me. That's what he said. The first time we go live in a month and a half, we get checkmarked or striked or whatever. Maybe they don't believe it's us. Well, maybe we were gone for so long. It's us. It's us, and you can kiss the fattest part of this ass. That is hilarious. Oh, because, hey, guess what? We're recording it, too. I'll just post it everywhere else. I don't, look. Look, I don't. I I just think it's stupid because we're not out here promoting any hate. We're not, you know, we're talking professional wrestling. All right. Okay. Let's, let me. Oh, yeah, we were talking about the important announcement. Did you think that was worthy of the important announcement billing? Yeah, because it's important to the network and it's important to AEW and important to the wrestlers. Whether it was well-received by the IWC and fans alike, I mean, to each the zone, was I like, oh, man, I expected something bigger. Sure, first reaction was like, whoa. 
that wasn't much, but then my business brain went going and I was like, oh yeah, because the network wanted more AEW on their TV, but not necessarily wrestling. They wanted a reality show that people eat the hell up and have been eating up for 25 years. Every bit of it. Uh, right around there. Look, I, I actually agree. I thought people that were like, oh, that's... First of all, that uh, that ends this 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 fake narrative that AEW is somehow in trouble with the network. Like, anytime a network wants more of you, I don't care what it is, it's a great sign. Yep, as a business. And frankly, <laughs> frankly, it could be, it could be. Pardon the pun, no pun intended, but I, I can't think of another word. Revolutionary. You don't know what the one thing about Roach to the top we all enjoyed was the backstage look. We hated what felt like the phony prop up of Cody and Brandy, but we liked the 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 backstage look of how does this operation run? And it looks like that's basically what we're going to get more wrestler centric. I'm sure than like the backstage stuff, but I'm pretty sure that's what it sounds like. That's what we're going to get, which kind of what I was saying, like on social media, that's what we want. We want into these people's lives. I mean, people want into regular people's lives. So of course they want into their favorite wrestlers lives and so on and so forth. I might, I probably won't watch it. Nothing against it, but I got to get up early on Thursdays. And like, like quarter till five. Yeah, quarter till five. He went. I had to think about it. It all depends what day it is. Quarter till five. Depends what day it is. Um, And I've never been that fan, whether it's a wrestler or a football player or movie star it's like oh cool you do good things in your personal life sweet but it's not ne- i've never been that oh, i want to know what you're doing 24 7 what are you doing right now it's three o'clock in the afternoon like i've never been that oh, i wonder what this guy's doing not even with chris jericho am i like huh i wonder what chris is doing right now like a I, lot of people are i don't know if i really want to know but i mean i think i've kind of thought about it for a second like i don't want it's weird. Like, would I enjoy access to their daily life for a limited amount of time like a reality TV show does? Yes. Yeah. Do I have interest in 24-7-365? No, because I'm not a weirdo. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm obsessive about my people. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that who I'm into, I'm really into. I, I have, I am without a doubt an addict. I just don't have, I just don't drink or, or do drugs. Because everything I'm into, I'm into way too heavy. I'm into way too heavy. I know way too much about Vince McMahon. Wouldn't you agree? I know way too much. Probably, but there's there's much. probably guys that know more than that, more than you. I'd be. I can't sure. Be possible. I, I have mean, to beat them. maybe. Um, but, I mean, now I mean, I have my like. I listen to Jericho's podcast. That's kind of not really letting you. It lets you in on how his brain works, which helps you understand the storylines that he's writing. Um, I have his books. I have Mox's book. I got a couple wrestling books are good reads. Yeah. Like regardless whether you're like a fan of the guy or not, aside from out of the ones that I've read, I would say the one that didn't need to be printed was the Hardy Boys one. And I mean, this was probably maybe before Jason when this book was written and it made no sense. For one, it was ghost written. In the words of Stained and Inner Lewis, it's been a while. Like yeah, it's been a while. When they were still they were yeah, they were the Hardy Boys, but they achieved so much more after that, before everything else went downhill for them. But after that book came out, they achieved so much more. I felt it was too early 
to release the Hardy Boys book. Not that it wasn't good, but why? Why are you releasing this now? It makes no sense. Like it, and it, you could tell it was ghost written. And Daniel Bryan brought that up. He said no to that. He said that in a promo. I'm not doing that. You're not going to follow me around and write things. No, it's stupid. If I'm going to write a book, I'm going to do it myself. Because Foley yeah. showed that you could, who wrote one hell of a book. They wrote several good books. Several. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, so, speaking of Hardy, uh, I, I don't know how much you want to get into it. He, his, his DUI case has been closed. Mm-hmm. Um, he not doing any jail time. He did lose his license for all of 10 years. That's a That must have been great lawyer on that side. and not so, like Everything else was great. And then, like, well, because I got this for you, you were going to get hammered here. Yeah. Um. So let's. Do you want to talk Hardy? You want to? Get yeah, we on? can for a second. I don't see why not. Um. Now that that legal matter is legally settled, if if he's gone to treatment or is going to treatment, um, do you think Tony Khan brings him back? Because again, legally now it is settled. It's 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 it's, it's done and over with. Um. I think that the only chance that Jeff has of being brought back is if the Matt Hardy storyline with Ethan Page and all of them ends because he doesn't have a license. You're going to trust him to Uber everywhere? I don't know. I mean, Chris, sure, I'd trust him to Uber everywhere, but Jeff Hardy has shown a pattern of behavior, and I'm not pot, I'm not like bitching. I'm not saying, oh, my God, I can't believe Jeff Hardy did these dumbass things because that would be the pot calling the kettle black. I did a lot of dumb shit in my 20s. Now, that was my 20s, but the only way you can make sure he gets there without driving himself is Matt. You have to book them together, and until this storyline is over with the firm, you can't do that. Well, just as a... Forget about Jeff's issues for a second. Uh, we obviously know they're, they're major issues, and, and that should be discussed. But just as a, assuming he's clean, let's assume he's clean. Yeah. Let's assume he went to treatment, which we know he did go to treatment. He we did. don't know if he's still in treatment or not. I have no idea on that. Um, assuming he's clean, assuming he's completed treatment, do you think as long as he can get there and be sober, do you think it's okay to bring him back? I think so. If he if he meets the requirements that were set by Tony Khan when this first happened, I don't see why not. Especially yeah. with, I mean, with us, we talk about second chances all the time. Yep. So, I mean, and, and is this a third or fourth or fifth? I don't keep count of how many times Jeff Hardy has gotten into trouble. We've established that, yeah, a nice quick look into your personal life is all right, but I'm not crazy stalker person. Like, it's not that I don't care about you, but what you do in your personal life doesn't affect me. Well, we have to also remember, and, and, and let's be honest here, folks. Um, a lot of us do repeat the same mistakes. I like to often joke and say, I don't make the same mistake twice. I make it five or six times, just to be sure. That's fair. Um, that's uh, you know, that's my old line. It's a little different when you're in the public eye, like, and every time you screw up again, it's seen. How many? How many? How many uncles, how many mothers, how many fathers, how many brothers consistently screw up? Oh, all the time until they get it right. Way too many. And, it happens. And, and so that's another thing we have to keep in mind. It's like Jeff is in the unfortunate. He's he is burnt by his fame in this case of like that's a lot of that's a lot 
to to have to everyone in the world gawking at you, and every time you you get arrested, your mugshot goes all over TMZ plus all the wrestling dirt sheets. Um, like that's a lot, and it's it, you know I I'm a, I'm I'm a Jeff Hardy fan, and I'll die a Jeff Hardy fan because we've seen that when Jeff is right, Jeff is a good human being. Yes, he is, and Jeff is a Jeff does a lot of good for a lot of people, and he's he's good for the business. He's good for his brother. And he, again, he's just a good human being. And it's just like people romanticize it now because we're on the other end. But just like Jake Roberts, Jake Roberts has done things or at least been accused of things, I should say, that if people went and studied his history, you would probably blush as far as compared to even what Jeff Hardy has done. Because Jeff, to our knowledge has never gotten down to his last dollar Mm-mm. and done some reprehensible stuff. Jake has. Oh, yeah. Jake has been down to his last dollar and 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 looking for that fix and has done some horrible things. There are some... And things, he's wrestled for that fix. There are and some that things, fix alone. Yeah, yeah, there are some things that Jake now on his podcast, uh, The Snake Pit, you should listen to, by the way, um, he said, I don't want to talk about because I don't want to go back to that place. I don't blame him. And... That just tells you how bad it must have been. But my point is, we romanticize it now because Jake got is good, he's clean. Back on AEW TV, Back even on AEW by TV, God. which I mean, since we brought it up, that it, they 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 did mention that the reason Lance Archer was off TV is because he was in that tournament. Okay, perfect. Because we were all wondering where because Lance Archer. Okay, so we have our answer. He was in Japan. So that makes more sense, right? Uh, so, but you can. Lance Archer is a guy that you can build Rampage around. Absolutely. He and he can, him and Jake Roberts can make that must-see, and then you fit in the other pieces because Rampage on Friday wasn't bad. It was good. I, I am enjoying Rampage so much more than last. We talked about it. might have been the last ASWA show There's because there's been obviously a booking change in how they're flowing Rampage, and it's just much better, a much smoother watch for that hour. I... I wish so desperately that he'd get out of that time slot. Yeah. Uh, but even if, I I think he'd even be better served to go to seven full time, right before SmackDown. Right before SmackDown, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Because people, I mean, like, honestly, the only bad thing about Rampage was, and it wasn't, it was the Hobbs squash. It made no sense. Like, why is Powerhouse Hobbs, who just won a ladder match, I mean, in pro wrestling two days ago, in real life an hour ago. That, that ladder match was ridiculous. Ridiculous. But here's my problem with it. Get another ladder. How many times have you seen them hold the ladder for people in WWE? It's only a big deal, and I will die on this hill, that AEW did it. I have seen WWE officials hold ladders for people so they don't break their neck. So, yeah, you're right. He should have gotten another ladder. And 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 I've complained and will complain when it happens in WWE just because... Get another ladder. Let's take another second you, here. I mean, you can, but at the same time, people were all up in arms. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. It, it was a split decision by Powerhouse Hobbs to not get a new ladder. What are you going to do? Do nothing? Okay, I'm going to climb this ladder. I get you. And my main point is the officials are not there for anything other than wrestler safety. Because you have to climb the ladder and pull something down. 
the officials are only there for wrestler safety. Whether oh, it's what in a ladder match, what are they there for? They're not counting a pinfall. They're not counting a submission. They're there to run over and make sure wrestlers are okay. Well, hold on. Officials are always kind of part of the work. You know, the work. Working, brother. Um, I guess. Yeah, I'll let you have it. I mean, if it were like a hardcore match and someone pulled out a ladder and three officials were holding it to make sure he wouldn't get messed up, I'd have a problem with that. The officials are there to do a job. In a ladder match, they're virtually there to make sure that no one dies. And if someone does get seriously hurt, they're the one boots on the ground, first people to go like this. They throw up the X. That's their job in a ladder match. True. Their job is wrestler safety in a ladder match. Normal match, hardcore match, when there's pinfalls and submissions involved, that's a different story and that's a different conversation. But when the only way to win is to pull something from the midair by climbing a ladder, why are the officials actually there? Make sure nobody dies. All right, Donnie Hoover, thank you for watching. Dude, everybody's watching today. This is great. Hi, Donnie. We appreciate it. Uh, hope you're well, sir. Hope you enjoyed your weekend off at the Arnold, to be honest with you. I know, right? That was hell last year. It was a hell of fun. Yeah. But, whoo, that Monday, that I was, was that was rough. I, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I think I'm, I went to work that day. That was go, terrible. No, wait, yeah. no, wait. I'm going Irish. Yeah, because there's no holidays. Yeah, yeah, I'm going Irish. I was tired. It was a rough week. Right. Son, so much fun. The Guns retained their tag. Uh, oh, we didn't even finish talking about MJF. We went on a whole thing. What else you want to say? Well, I'm very... I'm we got to talk the drink. We will. Yeah. We will. I'm, I'm really like how the match transpired. Um, and it showed... Aside from the drink, which we're going to have a sidebar conversation on that in a second. Love a good sidebar. The, the way MJF was selling his leg, his body, how tired he was by constantly grabbing water. I mean, you look at that guy, you know he can go for an hour, it's fine. Because like, you've seen him go for 38 minutes, like an hour wasn't killing him. But he did those things to put over how vicious Brian Danielson is. Like, yeah, because Taz was all like, what's he doing? Why is he drinking water? That was great. So that's something that like you probably didn't hear on the highlights. Taz, every time MJF was pulling out water, he's like, that's such a bad idea. You're going to cramp up. Like, you can't take those drinks of water. Like, you can drop, drop, dump it on your head. You can rinse your mouth and spit. But you got to be careful as an athlete constantly every time MJF pulled a water bottle out which was like three or four times Taz was questioning the decision Taz, as Taz is so smart he's so smart to, so smart um, in how to add to like nothing against Shivani JR or Chris Jericho because I think they've all fallen into their own and Jericho does a really good job of feeding JR stuff you can tell they're friends like super close friends so Rampage, Jericho was just feeding him shit. Yeah. Uh, well, and it was natural. It wasn't like I'm going to try to get JR in here. Just kind of one of those popped in his head. I'm going to say this and see what JR said. Well, you know, there's, they've been close friends for a long for a time. a long time. He signed him, for God's sakes, back in the old WWE days. Uh, Big Stevie C's watching. He says Buckle's back. Well, Dude, everybody's. That's like seven people at least. Well, look, uh, look, uh, Steve, we've never really left. Uh, we've, we've done less live recording, but we have... Uh, we have plenty on the, uh, Carly, help me out. Where, where, where can we find the recordings? Spotify. 
Yeah, Spotify, uh, wanna... Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, Anchor.fm. Yeah. Yep. Like, there's like eight platforms we're on. We're easy to find. I mean, if... We, we just haven't done it's live just, lately. It's all under the Bruise Cruise banner if you're looking. Yeah. Because you can't have... Maybe we, there's financial things that you can't do maybe with we can Anchor. Put a link in the, uh, in the comments. Oh, I do it all the time. Uh, and so... Okay. And, I'll get that right now. See what I'm saying? And, and so we haven't been live lately because we haven't been in studio lately. And so, uh, you know, that's a great idea, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a really smart guy. I'm a, I'm a really, I'm the smartest man sitting in this chair. Ah. The smartest man sitting in this chair. Uh, Big Steve, see, we hope you're well. Ryan, Ryan says, maybe we can give it a second chance of being best buds. You can go to hell, Ryan. You can go to hell. Um, you can go to hell. I'll see you. I'll see you Wednesday when we get some chicken wings. We are we are buds, you you moron. <laughs> uh, Big CVC, you're gonna want to go back and check the first few moments of this show. I went on a nice rant towards uh, Zuckerberg. You'll enjoy that. Um, I mean, obviously, we didn't get. Struck. struck? Is that the right? Yeah, I think it was struck. I think it's struck. Struck. Because people are still commenting and watching. So. Well, I still think Mark Zuckerberg is not a very nice man. It's as good as, it's as, good as we're going to get at the moment. It's as good as we're going to get. Um, so, let me start the conversation here. Um, yes, I thought this was MJF's coming out party in terms of, like, He can kind of be that modernish Ric Flair. Of yeah, you might not like what he does, but he's a star. Most people do like what he does. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I thought for sure that this was a case of you know you're going to come back and. And prove how great you are. And prove you're the main event that, that that can carry this company. And that's what this... He proved it. We are... we Like, we, we probably already knew. But if there was any lingering doubts, this did it. Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah, if you, if you weren't sure about MJF after Sunday, you better be sure because you're watching the wrong product. For, for a lot of people, for a lot of people... Uh, including myself for a long time, not so much lately, but for a long time I kind of questioned, yeah, but can he go in the ring? Yeah, but is he anything more inadequate? Right? Remember we talking about that? Mm-hmm. Oh, just over the over the course of AEW's history. Not, again, not so much lately. He's had some real, you know, frankly, his original coming out party entering wise is probably Chris Jericho. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's because of his, te- which actually speaks to how good of a heel he is. The way he wrestles matches, like, you really, you kind of have to almost dig in to see how good he is. You got, like, not after Sunday, but, like, you really got to dig into his match because he has uh, surprised me. What was it, against Takeshita? Mm-hmm. When he summer, when he backflipped out of that German suplex attempt from the top rope with no problem whatsoever, I was like, oh, damn, oh, yeah. But then, you, I mean, you look at him, and it's like, of course he can do those things. Like, like Sunday night, 
Of course he can go an hour. This isn't 1985. If you can't, I mean, it's back to the 70s almost, where if you can't go for an hour, it's a problem. Are you going to be go asked to go for an hour as much in the 70s? No. But it's damn near a requirement at this point, it, unless you're a super heavyweight. It's almost a requirement because the fast pace of wrestling now, you have to have that stamina to be able to go for an hour to handle this fast-paced 15 minutes. Because 15 minutes, they'll fly everywhere. And WWE does too. They're all over. They're fast as shit. You have to be in the best condition of anybody. And it's a little, but it's a little too fast, I've always thought. And Sometimes thought, it's a little too fast. But I've, I thought this was a good hybrid. Oh, this was beautiful. Of Again, because my, my knock towards the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega is mostly... Is mostly a little too. We're not gymnasts here. In it's my, in it's, my view. it's more young bucks than Kenny. Yeah, Kenny yeah. doesn't do like the the most gymnast thing he does is that some flipping Samoan drop into the moonsault combo. Uh, yeah, I can get it's, with that. It's the young bucks that and, and that's their style. It worked for them, and I agree with you guys. They do get a little bit too gymnastic and, show. And look, they're 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 going down as legends, and I'm sitting here podcasting. So like, I, like they they don't need to. Listen to what I got. I, I can see the appeal, and when they're with the right team, I'm glued to the set. Glued, like when when they're with Penta, Zero Mierdo, and Ray Phoenix, you I, can't pull me away from the TV. I, I just call him Penta. That's more fun to say Penta, Zero Mierdo. <laughs> uh, Big Stevie C says, uh, get him before you get zucked. You know, you know, yeah, I got you. Yeah, uh, be sure to check out his podcast every every Sunday. Every Sunday before the big matches, he'll he, he'll and face podcast. He no one breaks it down quite like Big Stevie C, because frankly, he probably hates both companies. I can't hear. He doesn't say too much good about anybody. That's fair. He's he's kind of our. He's kind of he's kind of he's kind of Jim Cornettish sometimes. It's fine. And I don't mean in the sense of insulting, but just of. You know. No, because you have to already have a massive following to be that insulting kayfabe wise. You know, some of the stuff he says he doesn't believe. Well, sure. Some <laughs> spy. I don't believe. Exactly. We're playing characters. I mean, ours are toned down yeah. since last year, but. Thank God. Yeah, it got a little excessive. A little excessive. Uh, well, it, it should at least be toned down as far as how we refer to each other. That's fair. Yeah. Now, now, do I really, like, you know, there were certainly some kayfabing going on with me and Zuckerberg. You piece of. But anywho. Are you, are you ready to talk about it now? Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's, right. Wait a minute, one more question before we talk about it. Because this is going to be a long sidebar. What's what's next for MJF? Who's the, who's the challenger double or nothing? Because that's that's where I was like, when they were, I know people were upset about, damn it, tied. But it, it was the most natural way to get to a, Challenger for I mean what double or nothing's in May yeah. is March. Adam Hangman Page. He just beat John Moxley, who had over a hundred wins. It's Adam Hangman Page. They're they're rebuilding no, no, Adam no, Hangman no, no, Page no, no. from when CM Punk politicked him out of it, which I wouldn't say as sternly as I am no. if I didn't believe it because no. it is kind of weird that now that all that is under the rug and moved past that Adam Page is featured prominently on television again and he's not really, I mean, cutting any different promos. Buster, you're, Buster, your dad. He's not going to win. 
But he just, by all intents and purposes, Daniel Brian Danielson was the number one contender till he lost. To assume that John Moxley with over a hundred wins would be right behind him, but now he lost. So in theory, Hangman Adam Page jumps over him. Powerhouse Hobbs is busy. Wardlow's busy. I think we see CM Punk at all or nothing. I wouldn't be opposed to it. Like like I said a few weeks ago, if they can make money off of all this dumb shit and just find a way to get along, you don't got to be friends. You don't have. I've said that on this podcast many a time. You don't have to be friends. Just be adults. There are many times where I managed or worked with people that I absolutely could not stand. Didn't really have a choice. I had money to make. It is what it is. Doesn't mean we can't make things work together. I'm just not going to hang out with you after work. Yeah, it's just a couple hours. It's, we'll it's fine. Look, um, yeah, Hangman is probably the most obvious. I still, I didn't like the last promo he did in the build-up to Revolution with Moxley where he was un, out under a, what looked like an overpass. Or, it's all right. I was like, you look like you've, you, you look like you're, Wife has left you, um, and just, just sad. That's what he was going for. Um, well, yeah. Maybe not the your life wife just left you part, but I mean it's it's kind of the story he was telling. He's broken down. All he's got left is beating John Moxley. That's all you have left. That's all you have left is beating John Moxley well, in your professional life. That's I, all you got left. I got to work on my 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 cues with Tony Khan because I got all I got this card so flipping wrong. I'm surprised Travis did better than both of us. Yeah, because I blame Chris Jericho. It is his fault, not that he lost. That's cool. He did, did a copyright on Jericho's show. I thought a Jericho was going to happen. He had me so swerved. Such a slick dude. Now he's now he's getting us. He's getting the guys that have been watching him for like his whole career. He's like, I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna copyright this because I can, and it's, it might never happen. We still might get it. We still might. Uh, but the, t- the timing is, is hoping to get back in the ring. This the, the timing of it really, you know, makes us smart marks think, oh, well, that's I how Jericho is going to win. Uh huh. Yeah, well, he got me for sure. Um, well, well done, sir. Big well Stevie says facts. I assume that's referring to the fact that he doesn't like either company. Probably. Um, so, but I'll, I'll give him credit for that. Absolutely. So you think Heyman and Page ought to be doubling up? Yeah, because I don't, I don't. I don't know if any. Yeah, I don't know if anything else fits. I, I don't think anyone else fits. I don't think the MJF like, title reign is anywhere near over. And, and, and I know it's two and a half months, yeah. but I don't think it ends at double or nothing. And you can't trust CM Punk in that spot, and not not for a long time anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's you got to work your way to it. Again. Can't throw Kenny, and he's still in the trios titles. And I'm going to say this right now, even as huge of a fan as I am of Kenny Omega. Kenny, by God, Omega. Buddy. Most overrated. Bro, I'm, ta- I'm talking right to you, buddy. I don't understand. I don't understand. Did you watch, have you seen Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay at Wrestle Kingdom 17? I have. Where is that Kenny Omega on AEW television? That's, that. I'm talking to you, Kenny. I know you'll never hear this, and I'm a huge super fan. You can tell if you listen back to any of our shows how much I love Kenny Omega. But, bro, where is he? Where is that Kenny? That Kenny can bring viewers. That Kenny? 
can carry a company. That that Kenny, that cleaner, that Kenny. Not not the comedy cleaner he did, you know, when he was world champion. That Kenny. That Kenny is who we need to see on AEW television. I get it. You're having fun with your friends. You're having a good time. You're having good matches. You're doing what you want. That's totally cool. And he's totally fine with you know people hating him and whatever. If you listen to his podcast with Renee Paquette, it is what it is. He actually sounds like a really chill dude. But dude, if you want this company to grow, you you need to bring the new Japan cleaner Kenny Omega over to America because that's how you get over that like you said yeah. that you that Kenny you I like can, you can like that it. Kenny I, I can watch that Kenny all day long because I did watch Wrestle Kingdom you know big event it was uh it was uh Kenjimoto's last New Japan match mm-hmm. um Ryan says Adam Cole baby look it's too soon to give him the title that looks like preferential treatment, which is something that AEW really tries not to show. I mean, it's there. You and, know it's there. And let's give him some time and make sure he doesn't reinvent. Yes, please, God. He cannot be there, going. There's always that chance, and so I'd rather you... In, it, I don't... Let me make this very clear. Don't want anyone re-injured. But let's, if we're going to take that chance, let's do it on a, on a low-level or upper-mid-car feud to where it's easier to get out of, where if you stick yourself in an Adam Cole in a world... Okay. In a world heavyweight championship shot, even a shot, you're kind of back in a CM Punk situation. Well, let's let's look back at Sunday. Did they look like they were dance partners, if you will, when that match was over? It looked like they were in a fight, and that by far is what AEW standard is when it comes to the world heavyweight championship. I mean, if you look back at all these matches. Most of these guys look like they were in a legit war. That does get like that in other matches with AEW, depending on who's wrestling who. And to top this off, Cody tried to do that with Chad Gable last week. Hit me. Hit me. Cody's trying to bring a little bit of that intensity that that he got on the independent scene. Like, let's let's look like we had a fight. Who cares? As long as we're not breaking each other, it's fine. And I don't want them to rush Adam Cole into something like that. I think the better story is to wait for him to get a title shot at full gear. Whether he wins it or not, that's a different question. But it would show that he earns it. It would show that he's okay. And it would really give the fans a chance to get more behind him. Because they were already behind him when he was a heel, for God's sakes. It's it's one of those things. It, it is. It's It's such a... It's a damn if you do, damn situation. Pretty much. Yeah. Like, I, I just don't think, I think it's too soon for double or nothing. Uh, like I said, we, we can't. I agree he's a perfect contender for the AEW World Heavyweight I Championship. The, I agree with that, but sure I think it's get, too soon. He's got, and he's got to get recalculated to the ring. Let's yep. make sure you can handle that because we don't want to get shut. Like I said, in AEW, the closest thing we kind of pair is CM Punk. Put the belt on him, he got hurt. Not, not that we're putting the belt on Cole, but still a World Heavyweight Championship feud is a World Heavyweight mm-hmm. Championship feud. Uh, to, uh, let's, but, but even better comparison, let's look at let's look at Brian Danielson. Every time they wanted to put a belt on him, he got hurt in WWE, unfortunately. Yeah, he did. You know, he won the, he he had his glorious moment at WrestleMania 30 we, that, that we all know about. But we also kind of forget that at WrestleMania 31, he wins the ladder match 
too, that Moxley took that horrible bump, by the way, if you remember. Oh, I um, remember that. Oh, my God. And WrestleMania 31, he wins that ladder match to win the Intercontinental Championship and kind of revive the Yesomania vibe, which, cool moment. It was out there in the sun. Mm-hmm. It was like an opening match. It was awesome. Daniel Bryan wins the Intercontinental Championship, and he can't do anything with it because he quickly got either re-injured, re-aggravated, whatever it may be, not as, not as healthy as we thought he was. And my point is you don't want that with Adam Cole because if we're one thing we're learning, like it's weird to say we're still learning this, but I think we're learning how much concussions can still linger and hang around, and if not hang around, be easily re-aggravated. Um, you know, we're kind of learning that with Tua on uh, yeah. Miami. No one, they, don't, they don't even know what to do. And I, I was talking outside earlier, and I was like, I don't know what you do. I like Tua. When he's in there, he's exactly what you want. He's not afraid to take a hit. He's learned the offense. He's super intelligent. He's fast. But damn, is he small. And that hurts him. Big ass, two hundred eighty-five pound linebackers oh, tackle a dude that's like one fifty, maybe, maybe one seventy because he's in shape, but he's not like big. He's not, and yeah, a lot of smaller quarterbacks can make a career. It's not the end of the world, but they don't. The Dolphins don't have the offensive line for a small quarterback. You need a Patriots dynasty oh, offensive right. line. Oh. You did because if you look back at that whole dynasty, Tom Brady's jersey was dirty like six times. I'm being facetious. I'm sure it was more than that, but that's the type of os- offensive line that you need if you have a tour. It was definitely four. It was <laughs> all right. It was definitely. But like you told, you need that type of offensive line where your quarterback is always clean unless he scrambles all the time. Here's what I would do with Adam Cole. I would put him. I would put the Minnesota Championship on him. That'd be a good opening feud for him. Yeah, I think I'd put the Minnesota Championship on him. Let him have it for six to eight weeks, just to let him get recalibrated, get reintroduced, make sure that he's okay. Let's, who, who's safer than Orange Cassidy to work with? I mean, he doesn't slam you. He doesn't really do a lot, like, as far as high impact. Like, he might fly off the ropes, and, but he doesn't do a lot of high no impact. no disrespect to Orange Cassidy, Adam Cole can prop up the belt far better than Orange Cassidy can because the belt feels like the middle Adam championship, unfortunately to me, feels like the FTW championship. It's, it feels like a prop. It's because of his character. Yeah, it just doesn't work. It doesn't. It's you it's know, like if you've got it like he can have amazing matches like Orange Cassidy is something else and he showed a little bit more seriousness Sunday and, and you can see it still but he needs to start moving away from the I've always said it's fine to do the hands in the pockets that's a mind game thing but if you're carrying the championship in a bag that's a problem that's a character problem. Not his personal right. life yes. character, but the but way as, his character is character, laissez-faire about everything. Of course he's going to carry it in his backpack, but it hurts the title. Yeah. But as a character, I think even he should create a new leaf, if you will, and at least care about the championship. Because if you don't care about the championship as the champion, why in the blue hell do I? Yep, that's why it's hurt, right? Because it's in the bag. So, so yeah, let's. I, mean, I would, I would stick that championship on Adam Cole for, for a short little while to train again to if for no other reason I think that's a big enough spot that Adam Cole is worthy of it because Adam Cole is worthy of a big spot mm-hmm. 
You don't want to put him in something that's just completely irrelevant. And then you can prop up that middle Atlantic championship. And maybe you can almost John Cena that some bitch and make it matter more. Because John Cena took the U.S. title and he made it matter more. If Adam Cole is back and good to go and gets himself recalous, because Adam Cole is not going to be his be- at his best first match back. He's not. No, hell no. Because that's not how this works. It's going to take months. Yeah, it's, so Kenny just now got the timing. Yeah. Sunday. Tell, Sunday yeah. night. He just got the timing back down for his yeah. somersault moon, his Samo- flipping Samoan drop moonsault thing because it did not. Did it look good? Sure, but it wasn't a fluid motion at Wrestle Kingdom. So Sunday, it was a fluid motion. That's eight months. So we could take a few. To, uh, we could take six, eight weeks, if not longer. We could build that belt up. You can have Adam Cole defend it on Dynamite Rampage. I'd even stick him on some Ring of Honor shows. He's kind of a special attraction, and, and you can get recalist, and you can have some some low key dream matches to boot. Yeah, you could. And again, you make that if Adam Cole was defending that belt against. You know, Lance Archer comes to mind. Why not? Adam Cole versus Lance Archer on any program is bang. I almost think he put the title on Archer. I'm not like I'm not I'm not opposed to that being the end game. The only thing that concerns me about putting any title on Cole, especially the Mid Atlantic, I mean, does it always get defended all around the country? In all the countries, it's supposed to. So in theory, that's what Pac was doing. I don't know if Orange Cassidy is doing that because they're not like front facing it, and like we talked about before, I'm not all in their individual lives like all the time. I might not even follow half of them on social media. Not that I don't want to. It's just one of those things I don't think about. If it is, and even if Orange Cassidy isn't doing it, Adam Cole really comes across as a guy that would gladly go around the world and defend that title. But that's wear and tear. In multiple styles, European, New Japan, like but you could, that, but you could hold off that aspect until he, until we all know he's good to go. Because you could, I mean, let's, look, he could, he could go defend it. You could even have it, stick him on some of these G One Climax shows that are coming up this summer and have him defend. Sweet. Why not? Like, good. Every anything to make the belt matter and the legacy of it to matter because right now the Mid Atlantic Championship feels like the FTW Championship in the sense of. You hardly know it's there. Yeah, the FTW championship is like more prominent than the Mid Atlantic. But let's keep let's uh, we've we've not talked oh, yeah. about the the MJ. We've only been talking for an hour. <laughs> we haven't even moved past our first topic. Awesome. This is what we do. Good podcast, yeah. guys. <laughs> this is what we do. Um, this, this is why if you thought the script was even a little light, it's like it, I thought it would. No, when I looked through it, I was like, good decision. Yeah. <laughs> These are going to be long conversations. Yeah. Good decision. I should have just put one. <laughs> Stop numbering them all and just put them all on one. Uh, so are we gonna we're, we're gonna talk about the drink thing. We have to, right? All right, all right. All right. All right let me let me lay it out. Um, we saw MJF take a take a drink, which we thought at the time was water. It's come out that that was not water. No, it came out was tequila and got in the poor kid's eyes. Poor Titus got tequila in his eyes, and he's like nine. Dude, like that shit burns. uh, You know, a lot of people thought originally that was a plant. You know, easy to to think that. That's all. It's all kind of what we hope, to be honest. Um, I know that MJF has made a a career off of off of being the most like the modern day nineteen eighty five Piper Flair heel, like to where he is that all the time. I assume. Except for hopefully in his house, though maybe with his fiance, you start to wonder. 
Um, I hear they broke up. Yeah, that's that's why I'm like, well, does he is he? I, at this like to some extent, I wish I could. I wish he would break a little character just so I know the character but hasn't been consumed. I'll be honest, I think they're still engaged. You think that's kayfabe? Dude, his his mom and dad kayfabe. Of course, his fiance's gonna. Well, I, I like there that family is all in, and I don't think you like. And, and, and I think that's probably I wouldn't call it a requirement to date MJF, but at and, least to marry him, you got a kayfabe. He's all about kayfabe, so look, you kind of got to accept that. And no one respects kayfabe more than me. We know this, so I respect the quote unquote hustle. But some, t- but but when you do something like you threw a drink on a kid that turns out to not be a plant, there's a line there. There is, there, because if the audience can't touch you, you can't touch the audience. I mean, that's, that's fair. Basic kind of. All right, we got this unwritten code. How many times did we see Hogan in full fledged heel mode get? I mean, chewed the hell out on Nitro, but he didn't put his hands on anybody or throw anything at anybody. He just, you know, the infamous shot is that grandmother that was just giving him the business, right? And he's. Going back and forth with it because he's like, well, it's working. They're the best damn fans, them uh, grandmas, man. And so, you know, I'm talking about front row, mm-hmm. she, and I mean, she just gave him all kinds of hell. She's mad, like, she's angry. Yeah. Um, to the point that he was like, really hope, like he said, old Bischoff, he's like, really hope that she doesn't hang out late tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so. I respect the hustle. Like, no one is a greater respecter of kayfabe than me. Like, I, I've been very public about the fact that I'm disappointed the Undertaker's completely gone away with it, even though he says he's so disappointed the kayfabe's gone. Well, thank you for helping. No, I mean, he's not there anymore. Is he going to be the Undertaker forever? Well, if, well, to be fair, in recent podcasts, he's, like, claimed he had he has real issues with the fact that kayfabe's, like, non-existent. I mean... Then, then what are you doing? Well, I mean, set that example. Is that the wrestler's fault or is it an internet social media thing? Probably a combination of both. Uh, that's kind of what I think too. If I mean, we're, if we're being fair, but nonetheless, I, I think it's the evolution of the business, honestly. Because I mean, you look at Stone Cold Steve Austin, for example. He was just him turned up to eleven. It's kind of most guys now is they're they're themselves turned up to eleven. Well, I mean, we always talk a, a great length because I'm such a fan of, of how Ric Flair is. Ric Flair. I mean, there is no. Whoever Richard Flair is, or better yet, his actual real birth, Fred Phillips. Fred Phillips. We found that out in the Peacock Ooh. documentary. Woo. Like, whoever that individual is doesn't exist anymore to my... Not even close. And that's where I wonder, like, in this moment, is that the sign that MJF is slowly kind of letting his chew at him for real? Because you don't want to be that. Like all kidding aside, I love Ric Flair. I respect Ric Flair. We sh- we all, I will I I will die on the hill that is Nature Boy, as we all know, right? With that, with all that being said, same breath. Is this the sign that maybe you're getting a little too wrapped up in it, Maxwell? Like, because if you if you have the forethought, like, because you either thought one or two things, in my view, and I'm not in his head, but let me go ahead and try. He either thought one or two things. Like, he either thought, boy, this would be really cool for the character. I'm just going to go for it, and I think I can get away with it, which is a problem. Yeah. Or, or, or number two, 
and this is probably even worse in some ways, you didn't think about it, you didn't realize it, you didn't think it through, which to me says that you're being eaten alive by the character, which is a problem, because let's be honest, a lot of what has been Ric Flair's detriment in his personal life is because he's Ric Flair in his personal life. And yes, it's cool, it's fun, we enjoy the stories, I'll be telling them till till I'm in the ground, and they are funny, ha ha. But they're funny, ha ha, because I don't have to live them. They're, I don't have to live them. I, you know, I'm not I'm not Ric Flair's kid. I'm not his wife. I'm not his. I'm not anything related to Ric Flair. I'm just a fan, and so it's fun to to play up the legend of the Nature Boy, right? And kind of, and so I so one of two things either happened. MJF either thought I can get away with this, which is really stupid. Because you could have been charged with assault. Assault of a minor. Yeah. Or you didn't think about it. And that's a problem because, like, are you getting too wrapped up in this? Are you kind of heath-ledgering yourself, for lack of a better term? That you're kind of becoming this because that's a quality of an individual. MJF is a grade-A dick. Like, there's not many... that's the one thing we need. That's the one thing that MJF is going to need to develop the way Ric Flair has. Ric Flair has found a way to somehow be redeeming in his weird ways. Like we all kind of go, "Oh, that's just Nate. Just Nate. Let him." Because we know at his heart, he's the biggest softy in the world, and like he'll cry at the drop of a hat. And so we just kind of, "Oh, look at Nate doing Nate things." Where with MJF, we don't have that yet. We didn't have that in, when Ric Flair was in his prime either. No, we didn't, you know it. It took he didn't start to kind of show those redeeming qualities of being Ric Flair until probably the nineties and Nitro when it got super real with Bischoff and stuff like that. Like you start to understand just what this business means to him. And so I don't understand, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful to people, but I don't understand the people that are on social media going, "He's a heel." Name me one modern day heel. I can't speak to what the 60s, there's not a lot of footage to look at in the 60s and 70s alone, but may or may not have. So let's talk 80s on, because God knows I've watched that footage, a lot of it, and continue to on a weekly basis. So for all you old folks out there that want to tell me some story from the 60s and 70s, if it ain't on television, I ain't got there yet, but rest assured I'm working on it. Tell me one modern heel that, I mean, for lack of a better term, assaulted a fan. This isn't good for the argument, but MJF. He's done it before. Has he thrown a drink on somebody? Stone water on a kid before. Which, Which is why, like we were talking earlier, is it like, it's it's an egregious thing to do. It's it's he definitely crossed he crossed a line, and the reason why he crossed that line is because he couldn't verify what that click clear liquid was. It's no way of knowing if that's water or tequila or vodka or what have you. I know. What um, I can't say I know because I wasn't there. But my instincts say he was like, oh, this is going to be hilarious. They're going to eat this up. And he didn't think about it because he was in the middle of a wrestling match. And it was like, 
oh, they'll eat this up. This kid's right there. This is going to really get people pissed off. Which, like I said, he did it to a nine-year-old in an indie show before AEW started. Or shortly after AEW started. So, he's like, yeah, no one's going to say anything. No big deal. It's going to get some views. However, you can do that at an indie show because you're going to be hard-pressed to find an indie show serving liquor that's not the Jericho Cruise. Very hard-pressed. Anything that would (coughs) want to call them an indie, and they, they are... But, I mean, they're right on the precipice of not being one is probably GCW. But like, do they even serve it? Oh, they definitely do. You think right? so? Yeah, it's a... Cause it all depends. It's But it's not really their decision. It's the venue's right. decision. So, well, I don't know. If you're going to have light tubes busting and I'm going to breathe in these chemicals, uh, you know, I'm not even going to drink them, but I'd go give me a beer. That's fair. It's um, fair. So, again, it's... But it's also tough to call GCW a genuine indie. Yeah. You, you know, you, they bring in so many major stars so regularly that, like, are you a genuine indie? Or they're kind of hokey pokey in between. Like, they're right on the precipice. Yeah, they're of right there. Indie. In the same way, some would call ECW an indie. Like, some it was for sure. Like, but to me, not really. It just got TV. Yeah. Like, and that that's kind of what that's kind of once you stop being an indie, once you get like national TV exposure. Yeah, you're not an indie anymore. Yeah, you're national. Everybody can see you. And so. The thing with it is, like, I, I don't understand these people on Twitter that are like, well, he's a heel. Like, okay, if MJF is it, that's, again, doesn't help your argument. Not that we're arguing about it per se, but I just I just think if if the if the audience can't, other than the old pat on the back as you're coming through, which I think is fine, or the occasional high five or fist bump into your face, but as far as truly genuine physical contact, that's, that's a well-known no-go. I think I have seen fans throw things at wrestlers, but I can't verify if the wrestler didn't go throw that at me. Yeah. Throw that in my face right now. Looking like an asshole. Looking like he's yelling at him. He's really just telling him to throw that drink in my face. Yeah, throw it at me. Throw it at me. Jimmy, throw it. And so, like, I don't know. I just think there's a line. And, no, he crossed the line, and I'm not trying to argue that it was a good idea. Well, like, what like do you think of the people on Twitter, like, because you know, I know that you're more on social media because of, for work purposes. Yeah, God bless America. But have you seen the people that are out here pretty much white knighting for MJF? That, that, no, like, there are people on Twitter that are like, "He's a heel, get over it." We're such a soft society. There, there. Are, I, I mean, I've seen. I'm not gonna say hundreds, but I've seen dozens of replies. Look, that I, are something along the lines of, "He's a heel." You know what do you? I what do you what do you think of that? My my stance is that they're missing the point. They're missing the point because because look, I'm not defending what he did, and the reason why I'm not defending what he did, and the reason why I can't say oh he's a heel is because there was no way to verify that that was just water. And this is a nine year old kid. Like thank God for AEW that Amanda Huber came running out. It worked. It worked. It pissed everybody off. The kid was getting st- getting merch from fans next to him, and then Amanda Huber comes running out. Like, as far as getting people talking, we talked about this before the show. It's talked about more than the damn match. It worked. Which sucks. It was a terrible, terrible split-second decision. I yeah. do, I firmly believe, heat of the moment, oh, they're going to eat this up, not even thinking that, 
that was a glass of tequila. Which is why I said, you know, like your random indie show in a gym, yeah. you're probably not going to serve liquor, so it's not a big deal because you know it's fucking water. At a show that sells highly overpriced beer, liquor, and spirits, basically until the last hour of the show, you cannot make that. You can't do that. You can't. That that's my problem. That what he did and how he did it and where he did it. It's not the fact that he threw water at a nine year old. Eh, he's a heel. I can oh he's a heel. When you're starting throwing liquor at kids and there's no way for you to verify it without smelling it, yeah. your character's not a drinker during it. Like that would have been something John Moxley did before he got help. He'd have grabbed a beer and drank it. He probably wouldn't have thrown it at somebody, but he would have verified that it's beer. Well, MJF didn't even take a second. He grabbed it and tossed it. You almost miss it. The cameraman almost missed it. He did it so fast. That's why I believe it was a split-second decision. Yeah, I have... No, I don't think there was any uh, premeditated thought no. about it, no. Um, I just think that... Because I, I, I... Here's one thing I disagree with you on. I think even if it's water, that's a bad. Anything that's not a plant to me is a bad look because, like, the kid's nine years old. The kid's nine. Like, no, you can't throw a beverage of any kind on an like, especially because that beverage got him good too. Yeah, it did. He got him all over. He was so. It ain't. It ain't just. It ain't just. Oh, I got a little bit on my jeans. Like that's that maybe. Like if we're talking about that kind of, I can't believe we're we're having this discussion. But if we're talking about that kind of saturation. Then I have an issue with any drink being thrown on him because he's 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 nine. Like I just now an adult I I, I got especially an AEW crowd I probably wouldn't care as much if at all because like you're a smart mark that probably wants to be a part of the show anyway. Yeah. Because people that go to AEW are, are usually, but the nine year old kid even if he's the smartest nine year old kid in the business you know he's still a nine year old kid that doesn't know the business like we do, and it's it. I don't mean to insult. Maybe he's a genius and everything. I don't know. I don't know what Titus knows about now. I don't care. Uh, I just think... I care about Titus. I bet he gets his revenge on Dynamite. Well, I, I didn't say I didn't care about Titus. I don't care what he knows about him. That's fair. But I bet, I bet I bet for sure there is a spot where he throws something on MJF. But I don't But I don't think... I don't personally think that, that water... Like, yes, alcohol makes it worse. But I think even because he's nine and because, again... If we have the exact same exact amount of that got poured on me, like that was a lot of a lot of tequila, a lot of liquid. It would be a lot of water. Probably a fifteen dollar drink right there. Yeah. It will wait, Calif- They were in California, right? That's a twenty five dollar drink. And so my thing is like, as a viewer, especially because I'm nine, what you can be uncomfortable for a while as an adult for a long time. And just kind of live with it, right? As a nine-year-old, can you imagine being soaked with anything and having to be there for the next hour? Oh, he got new clothes. No, you, you miss him a point. No, I, I totally get your point. And I agree. Like, you shouldn't do that to a nine-year-old kid. Like, yeah, that's my main... Like, I don't care... Like, yes, tequila makes it a little what worse. A, but, what, but even if it was water, I'd be like, what the... Come on, he's nine. Like... Yeah. I totally respect, you know, I, I'm, I am fine with, well, I shouldn't say fine, like, but I was, I've come to 
desensitize myself to the idea of like MJF's character is going to do what a lot of reprehensible things. That's that's the point and kind of the he, he's kind of Howard Sterning to see how far he can go. So like we I you know I I I remember complaining at school on air at the Serenco Studio. I remember saying kind of giving the finger to the kid was a little far. I thought that was hilarious. I but you do recall me saying I, I remember it was a little far. yeah like and so. But I, but I can kind of live with it because at least it makes a level of sense. Just character, whatever. But again, I think once we get, you know, could I pour that drink on you? What? Because water or otherwise, I'm getting some strong looks at the very least. Oh yeah, you're getting kicked out real oh, quick, yeah. real like, quick. Like, so, and if if and if 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 Titus or any other nine year old pours his drink on MJF. The parents are going to get probably kicked out. Not so, not Wednesday, not Wednesday. So he's I, got tickets for Wednesday. Well, good for that. Young he man. is totally getting him back. I'm I'm sure it's one of the many things that Tony Khan yelled at MJF before the scrum. Because I feel like because if I was in Tony's position, like stopping CM Punk is a totally different ask. Not because it's CM Punk, because it smacked him in the face. Like if you look at that presser. Not that we need to bring this back up. You can see the befuddled, confused, oh, fuck, what do I do look on Tony Khan's face. Where did this come from? Exactly, because they had a good relationship. He didn't know about all the other shit. Um, but, yeah, I feel, I'm pretty sure that was a, a situation where Tony yelled at him, and that will put, speaking from a management position and how I manage frequently not yelling when you do yell it makes a really big difference because you're not just yelling to yell like your employee knows that this is fucking serious because that is serious he could have gotten a lot of shit for this like a lot it's um I don't, but like you, like we know it's not a plant. I don't think it's okay to go. Oh, he's a heel. So what? Suck it up. He's at the end of the day. This isn't like you said. This isn't some eighteen, nineteen, thirty-five, forty-year-old adult. Yeah, this is a nine-year-old kid. That's that's my major issue. Is that's where I like I don't even care what the beverage is. Like as an as an, if this was even like I said a sixteen, seventeen-year-old, I don't know if I have this major issue, because again, a lot of a lot of people, not, I'm sure not everybody, I don't mean to generalize, but I'm going to bet at least 80% of the AEW audience would love to be part of the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, that's, again, I don't mean to generalize. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I think it's a safe bet. And so I just think when that person, that kid is nine, like, that's my major issues. I don't care what you're throwing on him. Like, tequila makes it a little worse. Where, if this was an individual that, that could... I don't know what Titus watches weekly, but I remember myself when I was watching wrestling at that, at that age. I could not grasp that. Like I think I kind of understood that maybe this isn't all the way real, but I certainly didn't grasp what's character, what's not, what's kayfabe, what's not. And I, you know, I I might have thought at nine it was all the way real. I don't exactly recall what I thought, but I damn sure didn't go. I never thought Vince McMahon wasn't a jerk. Like I never, it never crossed my mind 
that Vince McMahon is playing a character. It never crossed my mind that Stone Cold and Vince don't hate each other. Nine, then Jesus. Like, it never crossed my mind that Hulk Hogan isn't the ultimate good guy. You know, I'm talking about as the character when he was coming back and feuding with McMahon. At like, because what was that feud? Oh three. Like, I'm like eight. Yeah, I'm eight. Like with the McMahon and Hogan feud. Jesus Christ. And so, it never like. I never, maybe Titus is really smart and really into the business and, and is one of those, every now and again you see a kid that's just way advanced. Maybe maybe that's the case, but probably not. So, I just know, well, like, I'd have been like, first, I'd have cried probably, he threw a drink on me, and probably. I'd have probably had an anxiety attack, to be honest. Like, I wouldn't know at the time that's what happened, but probably I would have. I just know that, like, I couldn't differentiate that, like, Hulk Hogan might not be as good as his character said. Like, I remember being eight, nine years old and watching the the Mr. America lie detector test. Genuinely worried that Hogan was going to get fired. Remember, the, the storyline was... God. Remember, the storyline was... <laughs> remember? <laughs> I remember watching on UPN. Oh, my God. You remember the storyline was if, if, if Mr. America is revealed to be Hulk Hogan, Hogan gets fired? Yeah. Remember that? I remember being like, because I was eight, nine years old. Like, oh my God. I was worried every Thursday night. That's the best ever. I was worried every Thursday night. So, and so maybe I was a dummy. I have no idea. That was the last time I was into Hulk Hogan on our television. It's Mr. America. That was the best. I miss the goofiness. Yeah, that was. Because that's what, like, because if you really think, you know, talk about Hulk Hogan, what you think about him personally, whatever, what have you. Like, if you really look at it, he has had. The most eccentric wrestling career that you can think of. Like, he was on top of the world as the most lovable American hero ever. He was on top of the world as the most despised, conniving jerk ever. And then he was once again loved by the world. Say your prayers, take your vitamins, drink your milk. It's the, the weirdest shit ever. Like, nothing, like no one else in 2003 could have pulled that off. He's had three or four rises and falls, but I remember, I vividly remember, because I remember watching the SmackDown when Vince showed the footage of Hogan undoing the mask after SmackDown the week before. You remember that? Yeah. I vividly remember that. And I remember, again, I'm eight, nine years old. I remember my heart dropping as, oh my God, Vince got the footage. I remember my heart because I remember Hogan takes it off and he like, shh, you know, doing the whole thing. And I remember Vince gloating to the point and I was in near tears as a lover of the Hulkster. And my heart just dropped when when Vince revealed that footage that next Thursday on Smite on UPN, old school. Oh, damn, that was a long time ago. And so I remember just vividly my heart sank. I remember being moved to near tears because I thought, well, there's, you know, and then he. I think that's the week he scheduled the lie detector test for the next week. And I remember being so vividly enthralled and worried and like, oh, my God, they're going to, because, you know, even my nine-year-old dumbass self can figure out that's Hulk Hogan. But by God, we'll keep up the work here. Got to. Got to yeah. keep up that work. And so I remember being so worried about the lie detector test. I remember being so painfully worried. So painfully worried. True anxiety was, was experienced. 
as a nine-year-old little Loganity. And my point is, he might not have the wherewithal to go, that's just MJF doing his thing. That's not real. Like, and that's a little far for me. I agree. It was too. It was too yeah, far. That's a, that's a little far. It's too far. You know, because I mean, it's the same. It's because we we're still in a, in a world where in 2023, John Cena is not turning heel because of the children that don't understand this is a work mm, of the it's John Cena too. Don't get that this is a they because he thinks it's easier and it is for them to for a, for a parent to explain. Well, that's just a movie. It is. You know, where John Cena is John Cena when he comes out there in the in the shorts and the ball cap, and that is John Cena, and to some extent it is like yeah, it's a hundred percent it is like he's really that nice. It's so stupid. Who the hell's that guy? But yeah, that's my thing, and so I don't understand these people on Twitter that are white nut eating for MJF like that. Like okay, because I, what's his name? First name Raj, he runs wrestling. You know what I'm talking about? It was like Raj Guru, whatever. Yeah. He said, because he, he'll get into it sometimes with Twitter followers. It's rare, but this is one of the times. He was like, for everyone that's kind of white knighting for MJF, you obviously don't have children at the shows. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, if I brought my son when he was nine years old to a show and a heel threw a drink on him, I'd have a serious problem with that. I don't punched him in the face. Yeah, like... Like, no doubt in my mind, because, I would uh, have punched MJF in the face. There were that many people in, in Raj's replies on Twitter that were like, why are you upset, or why does this matter? Like, no, that's my... I don't understand how we're a culture, even if it's a small 20 30% of the audience or whatever, I do not understand how 20 30% of the audience goes, that's fine, he's a heel. Like, they know all the facts now, mm-hmm. they know it's not a plant, they know it's not a work. Respectfully, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, they don't, they know, they they don't get it. They might have the knowledge, but they don't get it. So, like, when he did it before, and he flipped off the little kid and all that stuff, that kid was giving it back to him. He was flipping him off too. You know, it's part of the show. When I was a heel, it was never with kids, but I there was a constant, you know, drunk dude. I always got in arguments with. Yelling back and forth from the ring to some drunk guy in the crowd. That I can get behind. And even, I don't think water would have been that big of a deal. But even still, it's a nine-year-old kid. I'm, I'm trying to look at it in multiple ways. Because I'm a father, but I was also, I wasn't MJF at all. But I was also like a heel. So I get it. So I'm like coming at this from so many different angles. It's hard to quantify like an outrage or it's an okay. It's a, I call it a teachable moment. And he's lucky that they got him all that merch and tickets and God knows what else. He is lucky that he's double nothing. He's, he's lucky. They have Amanda Hubert lucky as hell. Cause you, nobody. I don't know where she is as far as where she is in the back when she's doing her job, but I know it's not close. Cause she came from like an area that people come in when they're sitting on the floor, so she came way back from the locker rooms, which are far as hell away from that area. I'm sure, and she was the first AEW person there. 
and just be thankful it's her because that's somebody that can kind of understand. Yep. As someone that is got kids. Yeah. Most AEW fans know who she is. Right. That probably helped. Like, oh, you're actually a person. Yeah. You're not just some rando that they sent out here. Like you're an official employee yeah, you, of the corporate side of AEW. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. And and you've been on TV enough due to the unfortunate tragedy that Which is I didn't even plan for that. I just I was just like I want to wear this. A recognizable face. And so no, it was a great move on her part and great move on Tony Khan's part because the one thing about like you, at, at the end of the day, you got to make that shit right. And yeah. as far as I can tell, they do. One thing that Tony Khan does great is he makes a lot of things right. He does. Uh, he does. Well, I shouldn't say the one thing. He, he does a lot of things very, very well. But, like, which is another reason I don't quite understand the, the, the vitriol that Tony Khan gets. I don't either. Like, you can disagree. He's with just him. so damn genuine. Yeah, you, like, you can disagree. I can disagree the hell with his booking decisions. I have. But people somehow... And even Travis, I think, is going to get us. Like, somehow or another, his content of character gets questioned regularly. And I never... And I, I, don't, and I don't ever recall me doing that, even when I was at my angriest at him, because I always kind of said, at least, but he's an amazing guy. Mm-hmm. And so I don't understand the people that... that it's, the, it's the society that we live in now. You can't be that good of a person. That's crazy. You can't be that cool. That's, there's no way. But, uh, I mean, all signs point to that he kind of is. I'm sure there are some skeletons in this closet because there's skeletons in it. We all have them. But, like, what his skeletons, I mean, God, he had to, like, get perfect grades just to see an ECW show. So does he have a lot of skeletons? Probably not. Because, I mean, yeah, his dad helped him buy AEW. And his family's money helped facilitate what we have now in AEW, Ring of Honor. But in all intents and purposes, when you t- listen to Tony Khan in a non-popping up the next pay-per-view, mm-hmm. in an actual podcast with actual discussions, not people trying to come at him and trying to get that, that one thing for their headline or that one soundbite to drive people to their podcast, but the actual interviewers that care about being a good interviewer, whether regardless of who you're interviewing, whether it be Tony Khan, um, Beck, the musician, I'm just throwing out like, like no, I think that, I think you're right. I think a lot of people, um, and I would love to, I, you know, I hope and pray we get the opportunity to to do our part in this because I'd love to to because. To me, an interview, and I know you're the same way, and is not, I'm looking to get a click. I want you to tell your story. I want to have a conversation with you. Mm-hmm. I, I have no interest in, I have no interest in in making a buck off you. Like, if I do, that's great. But I want it to be because we had a genuine conversation that you were content and comfortable with, and I was content and comfortable, and that people watched because, all the way through. Because here's the, because here's the truth of it, folks. Here's the truth of it, and you want to know how I'm a, how I'm a person of my word when I say that. I did an interview a year ago with Teddy Hart that I've never released. Oh God, I still need to get that from you. I I, I won't release I, it. I, I I'm not planning it. on releasing it. I, I can send it to you. But I want to hear it. And it would have been easy for me to. Oh, this is the time. 
Mm-hmm. And the reason I haven't released it is, well, number one, it's probably laziness, but number two, talking to Teddy Hart in that moment, this did not seem like an individual that needed an interview to be released. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. Like, I, I'm probably really fooling myself to think it could gain any traction. But on the off chance, like, because I thought Teddy and I had a pretty genuine conversation and some real shit came up with, you know, and, and you can tell Teddy doesn't have a lot of people that can talk to him and, and, and kind of that he can share some of those demons with. No, that's on him. I, and I would, the, the, not that it's okay because it sucks that he doesn't have, and it's and great that, that you guys had a very good conversation. But, but like he surrounds himself yeah. with people that aren't going to yeah. be that person, and and that's fine if that's how you want to live your life. That's cool, but it's it's nice to have somebody that you can be real with. I, I think that, that would have helped him a lot to have someone he can be real with. And I would and I would agree with that in the sense of like yes, you you are to some extent what you surround yourself with, but I think that sometimes. I think that sometimes, for whatever reason, people don't have the foresight to like realize that, you know, these. And I'm not talking about everybody in his circle. His manager Charles seems like a nice guy, but there are some people in his circle that, in my opinion, are no doubt vultures. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's very evident if you watch that documentary on Peacock. He's around a lot of vultures. Does he take advantage of people? I mean, it to me, it looks like he does take advantage of some people. From what I saw on the documentary. I, I I don't know him personally. I didn't have an option to talk to him at all, so I don't know. But I can see say what I have seen on but I'm the not, documentary, and, and I'm not bashing him either. I don't know enough about Teddy Hart to be. I know the dumb shit that he's done. Yeah. He's done some dumb ass shit for real. And he's kind of so far. I mean, everything that he's been proven guilty of, he paid for. So I'm not going to sit here and dog on an already downtrodden dude that's at the bottom right now. And so for me, I, you know, like I said, I I don't want to, if anything, I've always thought I'd love to, in my world, what I wanted or what I've always thought, and maybe this still happens someday, I'd love to have regular conversations with him, even all of us. That way... Because he clearly needs a platform to kind of explain some of his, because he explained some things, and some of it is so. Um. I, again, it's weird. Like I don't think you'll ever see this, but I'm just gonna call a spade a spade. Some of the things he talks about in the way that he was screwed or betrayed. Every now and again, he gets a little Alex Jones ish mm-hmm. in terms of going like, calm down and. Br- Let's bring it to a human level here. What are you really talking about? Because he, you know, he's one of those kind of mythical talkers, where it's like you're here. Yeah, you could, I could. I saw that in that documentary. He's he's hard. Like, because at one point there was a question he asked me, or I asked him about his Persian cats. God knows he loves them, right? Yes, he does. And he's very, like, I asked him about, and he went on this mythical tangent for fifteen minutes. And he got me, and I'll give him this. He got me because it was so long that I couldn't keep up with it. And he brought it all the way back around to the original question by the time, and he called this out on the interview. And it's probably one of the reasons I haven't released it either because I was embarrassed. 
you went on a tangent for a good 10, 15 minutes, and he brought it around to the original question of which I asked. And he asked me, what was the question that you asked? And he knew the question. I didn't. Because he had gone all the way around so far that I had completely... Dude, there's a method to his madness. There's a method to it. He does that on purpose. And so, Whether it's good or bad or indifferent, I don't know. But that that's the way... Like, you can see it in the documentary. He'll he'll talk circles to and come back around to the answer or the question or whatever... But he'll, like, you got to, like, go on a journey with him to follow it. And it's like, I wish there was a way, if somebody was comfortable enough, to center him. And what I mean by that is because I think there are some things, even in the documentary, that after talking to him, and again, this was before the documentary. This was Yeah, the documentary just came out. This was, I mean, we were still Loganity then. But I I think, I think, and maybe I'm wrong, uh, Sean Lyle tuning in. What's up, brother? How are you? How are you? How are you? How are you? Uh, of course, we know him as PG. PG! Rodriguez. Yeah. Uh, he said, tell me what you really think. Well, what do you want to know? What do you want to know? About which one? Uh, just, I don't know. Just, we'll tell you. I think we should take a break. Probably. This may be a good idea. Yeah, probably should. Like an hour and a half in here, and we haven't taken one break yet. Oh, well, it's just been a nice thing. I know. We've just been chilling, this chit-chatting. This is the way the podcast should be. If you're listening and you're an independent pro wrestler or a nationally signed pro wrestler, this could be you. We just hang out yeah. and chit-chat, man. There's nothing serious any, anymore. And and like you said, I want to piggyback off some of what you said where you're not you're not in it for clicks. No. We're, we're not in it either. Like, over here, like... As a group, we are not in it for clicks. I would rather have six listens of people that listen to an entire interview than 3,000 likes on Twitter for a 15-second soundbite of somebody being stupid. Yep. Like it's, that's not who I am. Uh, we're here to, in my view, we're here to tell stories as far as when we interview people. And we're here to let them tell it and have real conversations. Real conversations. Real conversations. We'll be back for another real conversation when we uh, take a quick break. This is To The Turnbuckle, presented by our friends at Dubby. Yeah. G. Go there now. Use code BRUISERNATION. That's B-R-U-Z-E-R NATION. Get yourself some big energy tears. If you've been watching the beginning, you saw the look on this man's face when he smelled the aroma of the big energy tears. We'll do it again when we come back. All right. That sounds perfect. Be right back, folks. Hey, what's up, guys? Superman Onyx here. Hey, Russell Fit, one of the newest, baddest workouts out there right now. Now, yes, the word wrestling is in it, and I'm providing a wrestling ring, but you won't be wrestling. You won't be doing the headlocks or the slams or the spine busters that I do. Yeah, but what you will be doing is everything that we do to get ready to get in the ring, from kettlebell swings to slam balls to flipping tires to hitting tires to doing Olympic weightlifting movements. Guys, you don't want to miss out on this. Wrestle Fit is the way to go. Get you a little bit of everything. And 
we're back, and I can tell you washed your hands. <laughs> yeah, of course I did. Yeah, well, sm- smells good. Yeah, thanks. It smells good. Well, you got to wash and sanitize. Just to be sure. Um, so we're back on to the turnbuckle presented by our frying friends at Dubby. Again, go to www.w.gg. Use that code, Bruiser Nation Production. How you want to spell that, brother? Bruiser Nation, B-R-U-Z-E-R Nation, and get 10% off each and every order. Yes, and look, hey, we, we, look, we're not going to lie to you. We're not going to lie to you. Do we get some kickback from that? Yes, we do. Only if you use our code, though. We don't just get random kickbacks for mentioning Dubby. Just to throw that out there. You got to purchase their product. And we've sold it pretty well so far, I think. Uh, yeah, I have nothing but glowing things to say. And I'm, I'm, I've, I've, I've never felt so focused. I know. It's weird. It's like a totally different type of energy. It's the weirdest shit ever. I keep waiting to crash. It's great. It's, you're not gonna. Yeah, like, I've, <laughs> I, I have. Here's the thing. And I promise you, on my grandparents' grave, I'm not saying this just because I'm on camera at this moment. I have so many things I'm ready to go home and do. <laughs> It'll get you going, man. I'm like, let me go do this. Let me go send that email. Let me, you know, all the things we all put off a day or two. Well, of course. We all do it. Pretend you don't. Procrastination's a real fucking thing. Yeah, and so now I'm like, let me go. Let me go do this and yeah, this like, and this. Like, Let me have a great last hour or so on this show, and then let me go have the most productive evening slash early morning I've had in my life. So it's gonna be lovely, um, like it's gonna be lovely. Um, alrighty, this is gonna sound bad. Should I know Sean Lyle? Pizza Rodriguez. That doesn't help me. <gasps> oh yes, that's right. I couldn't register the face. I don't know why I couldn't register the face. Or the nickname to the face. Like, I know Peachy. He got me. And it's he like. Snapper in the ring last year at, at Mil- at yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't register it. Old bastard. Yeah, that happens. That happens. Well, should we continue talking about revolution? Y- yes. You, but you look great for 74. Oh, thanks. I try. It's all about exfoliation. Exfoliation. All right. Well, so we've had fun talking about Teddy Hart. And we have been all over the place today. Are you enjoying it? Oh, always. Um, all right. Uh, the Guns, they retained the tag team title. I thought Jared Lee was going to win this. I did, too. And maybe that's because I wanted it. Uh, it just proves to me that Jeff Jarrett wasn't bullshitting when he said he doesn't really want to be champion of any type or kind at all. Overrule him, Tony. You're the boss. I mean, look how well that turned out with CM Punk. Just saying. You're killing me. I'm just saying, he didn't really want it either. I mean, his his actions show that that's not true, but that's what he says. Look, let me ask you this question. Did the right team win? I don't think so. I think Jared Lee should have a small transition run like that. Because, I, other than, because if not, I don't know what we're doing. I think the belts needed it. Because, like, I I think Jared Lee are the best, like, they're the best way to, to get to, in my view, what is the ultimate goal of 2023 for the tag division? I think at some point, Sting and Darby get them. That is my belief. That would have been a really good they story. 
My opinion is, though, at some point this year, could be May, could be November. I don't know. Buster's thirsty. <laughs> I was like, what is <laughs> what going on? <laughs> I was like, that sounds almost naughty. <laughs> and, and so I think that's happening at some point this year. That is my belief. You know, I know Sting talks about this is last year or whatever. I'm not saying it's not, but I've heard it a lot. That's fair. There's a thing called TNA wrestling. He wrestled about 15 years longer than he thought he was going to. Um, That's all I'm saying. And so, but I think the ultimate goal is for them to get gold at some point in 2023. And Sting has made clear for whatever reason he, he will not do anything beyond tag matches, which I think is probably smart. At his age, well, it, it is smart, but at the same time, it really limits you. And I don't mean that he should be regularly doing singles matches, or or, but like, do the occasional fatal four way that you can still kind of get away with. Because I'm not saying win the belt, but wouldn't it be cool one time to see Sting compete for the AEW World Championship with the right story? That would one be kind of cool. One Rocky Balboa esque, you know. That yeah, would be kind of sweet, actually. So, like, that out and maybe maybe he's not I don't know like because I take Sting and his word for a lot of things I don't take Sting and his word for his wrestling future worth a damn that's fair <laughs> I will trust Sting when he says you know two plus two is four I will trust Sting when he says you know I really like this business or I like this or I like that guy or I don't like that guy or I really wanted to match the Undertaker but when it comes to what am I going to do in wrestling for how much longer Sting is the last person I want to ask because Sting seems to have a different idea all the time. That's fair. That's fair. And so, to me, I know that we did Jarrett and Lethal and Sting, but you can you could tap in. There was so much more of that history that wasn't tapped into. Jarrett was, I mean, let's we could have a whole two three months of Jarrett Lethal. Sting and Darby, and I don't mean to put Darby to a side, but I mean, all can aside, Jarrett and Sting should tell that story because their relationship is so intertwined. From back in the WCW days mm-hmm. to then, it was Jarrett that called Sting, and he told Sting, if you sign with us, Spike TV is much more likely to take us. They made it very clear. There is so much real history there between the two men that were as untapped in their short little... We, there's Four still a months. chance we yeah, get it. That's why. Years that's young. why I was like, win the belts and let's tell that story. I just think the belts needed it. They they need somebody with the caliber of Jarrett and Lethal right now because yeah, the acclaimed like beat FTR, but let's just be honest. As much as we love the acclaimed, because everybody loves the acclaimed, this feud they had had to do it at least once. Yeah. This feud they had with the guns and are probably still going to have didn't do the title any favors. I feel like they could have told this as a side story, not for the titles. They're making it so hard to care about the guns. They are. And I I saw a lot of promise after that promo that they gave after they won the titles. Like, they had a different look. They were all angry. And then TV comes around and they're back to their weird outfits and being weird. The guns are tough, personality-wise. They're tough to sit through. 
Yeah. Right now. I'm like, you just, it's real hard to not change that channel. I don't because we got a show to do. But it's, I don't get their appeal at all. I thought we could be heading in the right direction with the idea of, tell that story of how it feels about Billy Gunn fighting somebody else. Yeah. But tell it legitly. Take me there. They didn't. Instead, you kind of made a weird, kind of like WWE style mockery of it. Daniel Bryan Kane esque and going to therapy. They, but I think I actually I think that was the turning point in the feud. That was a bad decision because it even wasn't anywhere near close. Like it wasn't even good. If I didn't know any better, I'd say Vince Man booked that. If I didn't know any better, I'd say the acclaimed were the heels. It yeah, it just it it, flipped everything around. It. Because they, they did have a good story, and then they did that seat-down meet-cute, whatever the hell you want to call it, call it, and it was backwards. That was one of the worst segments and in AEW history. There's only one person. I, I could be... There's probably more. But as far as this old-ass dude's memory recalls, there's only been one person to truly get that over, and it was Chris. With Sean. You're all hypocrites. He's doing all these things. You see these things and you cheer him. I'm doing the right things. I'm following the rules and you boo me. He's the only one that's gotten that over. And and, and it's also because you're talking about two of the greatest icons this business has ever seen. It's, mm-hmm. an un- it's a whole situation. Like, it wasn't just Chris, but so like, yeah. it was... Uh, the situation was right. The timing right. was right. And, and your name is good enough to get it over. And the guns are not. And I don't mean that they can't be someday, but right now we just... No. Like, plus, frankly, and I know it, it worked and it got over, but like it is so devaluing to call them ass boys. Oh, I hate it. If the entire... If your entire... If you don't care, why should I? If you don't care, meaning you... If you're not trying to get them over as legit, and, you know, the sons or, or the, the prodigies of Billy Gunn, who, if you look at just pure resume, it could be considered one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time. I don't know if his work constitutes that, but from a tag team resume standpoint, you can have the conversation. So, I think it's all about what year you look at Billy Gunn. There were some years when he was on a tear. And when he was Intercontinental Champion, he was producing some great matches. But I don't, I can't sit here and say that same thing about any tag team title run he had with the Road Dog. Yeah, uh, or uh, you know, Billy and Chuck. That was classic. God, that's that was good. That was pal. something else. Was, I mean, that's that was it. some good shit, pal. Look, they did what they yeah, had to they, do. Yeah, that's boy. God, it sucks. But yeah, I mean, I guess to <laughs> turn that back around and go full circle, no, I don't think the right team won. I agree with you. It should have been Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett just to elevate that title a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, just, and like I said, and let's, because you can tell the story, you can tell the acclaimed gun story without the championship. Yeah, you don't need it. All right, so Wardlow defeated Samojo. Again, thought the wrong guy won here. Uh, uh, it feels, why are we hot potatoing? It's, They've won it from each other one time apiece. That's not hard. That's not hot potato. That's trade. That means the what title means. Lunch? No, I mean, so back in the. Okay, so for example, for example, before their, you know, best of seven, Chris Jericho and Booker T both traded the title back and forth. They both kind of beat each other and they had to do a best of seven 
to decide who was the champion. Is that what we're getting here? I don't want to see a best of seven. I mean, the elite and the Lucha Brothers could barely pull that off. I mean, five and six were, or was it four and five were rough to sit through. Four and five were hard to sit through. And nothing against the talent involved, but seven matches is a big ask for anybody. But, like, there's... Hot Potato is, over months of times, the title has changed hands with multiple people. It's been pretty solid with them, with Darby Allen, with a little sidebar. That's I, I find that enhances the title. More people want it. But only these certain three guys have had it in the past eight months. That's not really Hot Potato. Now, if, you know, Wardlow loses it to Darby Allen, then, yeah, kind of, because Darby Allen isn't even in this conversation anymore as far as the TNT title goes. Yeah, not right now. It'd be out he's, of nowhere. He's, yeah, it'd be so, way out of nowhere. So, so that's, a, that's one thing I want to ask you is where do we go TNT title now? Because or do we – I feel like we have to at least have one more Joe Ward – like you're at one more. We have to have one more. Makes sense. Double it does. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know if there's anyone else you could have – Wrestle Wardlow right now? I mean, frankly, if you wanted to even do it, you could do it at the end of the month uh, for him on his preview. You could. You could. Uh, you know. I don't know where they go. I just know Wardlow wants to get back to where he was. And he doesn't know where it went. And he doesn't, like, because I read one of his interviews. It's like, I don't know. I didn't, what was it? At the time, I didn't realize what I had. We somehow let it slip through. And I just want to get that back. It's so finite. It's like that. It really is. It, it, it can so simply. Really is. It, it can. It's so hard. Once you get. Once you have lightning in the bottle, but it's sometimes hard to realize you have it. No, I think Wednesday, that better come out to a draw. Powerhouse Hobbs cannot deserve. Cannot. Cannot afford a loss. Wardlow can't either. Beat the shit out of each other and get a draw. Make a draw. And have them be double or nothing. Because I think that because Powerhouse Hobbs has more more than anybody earned a run with a singles championship. Him and Ricky Starks deserve a run with the championship. I don't say that about a lot of guys. Not a lot of guys did let me let me be clear. No one deserves anything in pro wrestling or life. However, Ricky Starks, he's put in the work, but but Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs have put in the work and deserve to be rewarded for that work. It's different than walking in and thinking you deserve shit. They've done the work and they deserve an opportunity. You don't know what someone can do with a ball until you give them a ball. Mm-hmm. You, you, you don't know. And so... Um, what do you think of the match though with Wardlow and Joe? What did you think of it? I thought it was ex- it was exactly what I was expecting. Two big dudes beating the crap out of each other with a little bit of high flying because Wardlow f- flies around the ring sometimes. I, it was exactly what we needed. It was in a perfect spot. Agreed. I thought it was done perfectly. Like it wasn't going to be a fucking five star. No. If you're sitting there expecting Samoa Joe and Wardlow to have a five-star match, what are you even watching? Have you seen these two wrestle before? You don't get, like, and that's why I hate the the five stars and the grades and all this shit because it's so subjective. 
Yeah, what's what's good to me and what's good to you is two different things. Exactly. And that's everybody. Uh, what, what's it's just good, Dave so what's subjective. Good to, what's good to Jim Cornette? Two different things. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean either one of them are wrong. Be, no, because, I mean, the psychology in most of these matches that are five stars or A pluses or whatever, at the end of the day, the psychology is the same. It's used differently. Well, I mean, it, it's it's the old, you know, it's, it's Vincent Man's favorite saying, chocolate or vanilla. Which one is the best? It isn't. I don't know. Yeah, Depends he, how I feel that day. Yeah, he always, yeah that's, uh, you know, that's, because that, that's what he used to always tell Jim Cornette when Jim Cornette came to WWE. Because obviously the way those two see wrestling is like night and day. And and he goes, well, Jim, it's like chocolate and vanilla. Which one is the best? I like chocolate and you like vanilla, but none is better than the other. <laughs> Why do I, do yeah. it's like I could totally see him saying that. And Jim decided, well, fine. He goes, fine, you have your chocolate. I don't want none of that chocolate around me, but I want my vanilla. He goes, well, I'll try to give you some vanilla. But he goes, I like chocolate. But, yes, for years when Jim Cornette was on the writing team, you know, like I said, because they couldn't they couldn't agree on how to spell cat if you spelled him with C and the A. Yeah, no, we can't do that. You know, like, you know he, Jim Cornette, to his credit, is not afraid of anybody. And he's not afraid to go, hey, I think this is stupid. This sucks. You know, like he thought Chainsaw Charlie was stupid because they, because Kevin Dunn thought, no one's going to know who Terry Funk is. Well, Kevin Dunn was wrong. And so, point is, it's like, yeah, chocolate and vanilla, which one is the best? I have no idea. Because there isn't. That's a solid point. Yeah. You know, well, there's a reason that for senile as he may be now, he is a genius. He has an idea of how to explain things. That's fair. Because yeah, he got Jim to shut up, which is hard to do. Chocolate and vanilla, pal. Which one is the best? Because which one is the best? There is no best. It's just your opinion. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing. Like I loved Wardlow and Joe. From I thought it was great. Because it was it was what you want to see in a big match. Like It wasn't like, oh, this is slow. It wasn't one of those big man matches or they're not doing anything. They put in the work. It's just like... People aren't gonna. They, you're not gonna see. You might see Wardlow do the Swanton. Yeah. It's about as high fly as he got. If you were expecting more than that, what's wrong with you? And and this is not the Samoa Joe of, of 10, 15 years ago. Damn, can he put? Yeah. Do, but do, doesn't he make look like peop, kicking somebody's ass? He makes it look good. Yeah. I don't know how I tried to get that out the first time, right. but it came out much better the second time. But he makes beating people up look really good. Yeah. He might be the best in the business because he makes it look better than John Moxley. The, the physicality, because again, to each their own. I love the more physical aspect of this business. Yeah, and that and Samoa Joe is really great. That's, what I, that's one thing that I love about AEW. Yeah. Most of them are out there not trying to kill each other. Yeah. It doesn't mean they're not beating the piss out of each other. They're just not trying to kill each other. And so, where unfortunately WWE and a lot of other companies are got, have gotten away from the more physical aspect, and that's great, whatever. But and AEW, especially on pay-per-view night, it's a, it tends to be, we're going to lay it in tonight, damn it. It's almost like every yeah. pay-per-view is the Super Bowl for them. It's like nothing else matters but tonight. Uh, and, I, and I love that. And frankly, that WWE, and I, they probably won't because revenue. But when you cut down your pay-per-views, they feel more special. They do. These, these, these six, seven a year feel far more special than most WWE pay-per-views. Not all. Not all. You know, WrestleMania still feels like WrestleMania. Elimination Chamber, they struggle with. SummerSlam is still huge. But we're about to hit after 
Mania and yeah. maybe Saudi, depending on the card. But certainly by June, we're hitting that wall. Yep. We're, oh boy. And I don't think Triple H can escape it either. Who's, who's watching? It's Not summer. Arts. It's summertime. Yeah. It's just, it is what it is. Yeah, we're, we're about to hit it. All right. Uh, Heyman Page defeated John Moxley via submission. John Moxley tapped out. Something you didn't think you'd see. Nope. Um, this was everything I needed and wanted it to be. Because I'm a sick man. Dude, they, oh, man. This was great. They killed Oh, my God. They beat the hell out of each other for, like, 30 minutes. It was just, it was. John, you're going to die. They were. I just don't even, man. I just don't even. The amount of barbed wire things they had was ridiculous. And the way that he even hung there when he was passing. Yeah. I mean, that shows his dedication. Just a little close to the wire here. Dude, I mean. John Moxley is quickly uh, rising up the ranks of my favorite wrestlers in today's world because it's real to him. Dad. It is real to him. And, and like, and it's as you know, it's painfully real to me. A little too real sometimes for for your liking, because I'll I will incessantly bitch. I mean, that's fair. But it's all right. It's all right. It's, it's, we don't we all have our, our qualms, and this was magical. This was oh yes, Texas Death Match. Un. Altered pro wrestling violence is what I would like to refer to Hangman Adam Page and John Moxley. Now, I know for our buddy Travis Knapper, our usual co-host, he would would go, that's a little too... It's too much. Uh, I don't think so. I don't either. Nope. It was every bit of everything that I needed. Because I I was watching the highlight, and I looked over at at, at Peyton, and I went, this is extreme! Oh, yeah. It was very... This is, I don't want to say this is like what pro wrestling should be. Like, no, not all the time. But I love the fact that two or three times a year, John Moss is going to duke it out with somebody and it's going to yeah. be a war. And it's great every time. Now, now, does he probably do it too much at other companies as well? Like, you know, he's going to do he's going to do blood sport again this year. Oh, no, that's a whole different animal. Oh, God. Blood sport's a whole different thing. Yeah, he's going to do blood sport again this year, Mania Weekend. Of course he is. Yeah. Shit, too much. Like, he's going to... Again, it's it's almost like the Jeff Hardy and Darby Alley thing. It's like, I love this. I love watching you do this. But in 10 years when you either can't do this as well as you were able to, and so you have to change some things, and I'm not knocking... Well, Meg- I, I think Moxley's in a different category because he's... Ever since that fall that we talked about at WrestleMania 31, he really dialed back his high spots. That's fair. He might beat the shit out of somebody. He might bleed every week. But as far as high spots goes, you're not going to see John Moxley do a lot of those. He was he didn't want to be in the ladder match they put him in, in AEW. He's like, I don't want to do that. But we need a big guy. We need a big name. Fine, I'll do it. But he didn't want to do it. But I'll tell you what, if he keeps uh, if he keeps bleeding like this in about ten years, he's gonna look like New Jack and Abdul the Butcher. I mean, as long as he lose, uses Neosporin, that's what that's why Ric Flair isn't all cut up. He's Neosporin or the, whatever they called it back in the seventies. I don't know how long Neosporin's been around. Uh, it's been a r- around for my lifetime, but was it there yeah, in Ric Flair's nighttime? Really rough right here that's that's right fair. Here, it's, it's tough. Well, if if Moxley was gonna have a lasting scar, it's the one from last Wednesday that he. 
got I mean that he got bitched at from the IWC for doing because it was blatantly in front of the camera and all the pro wrestling journalists. But he didn't he he didn't do it for that match or to take away from Evil Uno. He did it for the promo after. This is why I hate that ultimate outrage when it, wrestling's not exactly what somebody wants. Because frankly, that image, that image, and I'm hoping because I might buy it. It, it. I still haven't bought an AEW shirt, but I might if, if this happens. So listen to me, Tony. I'm not guaranteeing it, but I will strongly consider. That image of him, you can you can do some cool effects with it, but that image of him cutting that promo needs to be a t-shirt. Yep. Stone Cold Steve Austin has come mm-hmm. up. Obviously not with the passing out, but still, the, I mean, the... Because the blood was just coming Pouring. Pouring. It, it was a slip hazard, okay? A slip hazard in the hallway from John Moxley bleeding. And everybody freaked out. Oh, my God, you could blatantly see him cut himself on camera. You know what happened? He said, oh, shit, I have this promo to do. I forgot. I better do this real quick. <laughs> Make sure this is good. Dig in there. <laughs> Maybe even twice. <laughs> like, 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 cause let's be honest, folks. There's a lot of television. It's hard to remember things. Yeah, because not only that, usually, not this week, not because of the pay-per-view, but not only that, you probably got some things from Rampage jumbled in there that Mox is on a lot. Bronny yeah. Mox is on Rampage a lot. A lot. Because he's John Moxley. And so, like, it's, you probably got 45 different things you're being told. Remember, we're doing this, 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 and then we're cutting this. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I know how hectic our day is when we do ASWA, and that's, that's peanuts compared. Not putting down the ASW. No, but comparatively to the yeah. type of production and everything else, and every like, because you know, there's thirty movie, moving pieces at an ASWA show between us and the wrestlers and everybody else. I mean, there's hundreds of moving pieces when you're talking about. It's so about. hard to remember everything that we kind of touch on and think about and grab this next time, do this next time, and 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 it's so tough. And so I can't imagine when you're book when you're doing two shows uh, a night. And then do this, do that. Plus, we're going to start doing house shows, uh, and he's going to be a big part of that. I'm sure. I'm I'm glad you brought that up. I am shocked, appalled, and disappointed with Sammy Guevara. Why? He refuses to do those house shows. Bro, you are 24. You have no business refusing a house show. I didn't see this. Where did this happen? I, I haven't read the whole story. It popped up on my notifications, I think, this morning. Well, by God, we are. We are he, um, yeah, he said he has no interest in doing the house shows. Bro, that's where you learn. That's where you can learn and do whatever you want. And have fun. And it doesn't matter anymore. Like it's not, it's not going to be a TV angle. It could become one. But now you're just in the house shows, you're just doing stuff. It just, to me, it it rubs me as I'm too good for house shows. And as a self-proclaimed, unapologetic Chris Jericho fan, considering before he came back on TV, or actually the last time he was in WWE, he was only doing house show circuits. A man that has yeah. done everything and then some in this business came back for a short while and 
only worked house shows. Yep. That shows how important those are. And you're going to turn around and be close to this man. You've been involved in Jericho's storyline since he walked into AEW. And, and you have the nerve to say you have no interest in house shows. And well, and Jericho is a great example of that. Uh, as is John Cena, the summer of Cena, the reason they even turned into a summer of Cena, Vince or whomever told Cena, just come do some TVs, two or three, and then we'll we'll do Money in the Bank. He goes, No, I want to do some house shows. Mm-hmm. I want to, you know, I want I want to do a, I want to do a month. I got this one on three, and because number one, he had fun on the house shows. He said, so number two, that's different markets, people that might, might not get a chance to see mm-hmm. me, and and like he fought, found it in his schedule. Again, he was flying back and forth across the country like daily to do those house shows. I saw him in a house show in Detroit. Like, without his dedication to, I want to do some house shows, I don't see him on that summer of Cena. That's true. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm living proof of that. And so, I, I pulled it up here. Uh, let's, let's read it. On the house shows, you can keep me off those, Guevara said. On the other one, I'm not trying to take bumps, okay? When I take bumps, as you see, it's in a crazy ladder match, but then you can keep me off a little bit. I don't bump often, but when I do, I want to make it crazy. So, keep me off those house shows. Uh, Guevara's statement comes less than a week after he was taking many crazy bumps during the face of the Revolution ladder match on AEW Dynamite. You're 24. What are you talking about? I don't want to take bumps. I I get the, like, trying to reduce your bump card, but... I would respect you don't 34 than I do 24. You don't... Yeah. And and you don't have to, like, just because you're there... Like, this is one thing that young guys don't seem to get all the time. It It takes a while. It takes a while. Um, you don't have to always do crazy bumps just because you're in a match. You can just do a couple. You, it's fine. You can take a body slam and a power bomb and and all these things. You don't all you you can. It's a house show. You can go a whole match and not take a bump. I mean, maybe just a bump at the finish. That's it. Honestly, Lucha Libre, there almost are no bumps. Everything's a roll. They roll out of almost everything, unless it's like a power bomb or something. It has to be like you have to literally plant somebody in the ring in Lucha Libre for it to be a bump. Wrestle the fucking Lucha Brothers or something. I just don't understand. And it, like to each his own. I don't want to be like, oh my God, I'm 39 and I'm angry because you won't work a house show. I just don't understand because there is something missing right now in Sammy Guevara. Something is missing. He is nowhere near as hot as he was. During the first group with Chris Jericho, he's, if anything, he's worse than when he was with the inner circle. And he needs to get back to basics. It's hard to get back to basics on national television. You're trying to tell stories. You're trying to give good matches, this, that, and the other. House shows you can get back to basics. You can, you can finally realize that whatever heel character you're trying to portray Logan Paul does a better job. Maybe you should stop. Because that's the only thing I can compare it to, and he's not even a wrestler. And I'm comparing what Sammy Guevara is doing. And it's not even that great. It's not like when Jericho was in a suit being the dude for no, from No Country from Old Men, like, and, and Roman Reigns being a mob boss. Like, it's totally different than you're, you're acting like... 
it's worse than what, like, because theory made it entertaining, but that's still what he was doing. I'm social media guy, but he made it good because it's Austin Theory, but at the same point, look at him now. He's moved past that. In less than a year, he moved past that character. It's time for Sammy Guevara to figure out how to move past what he's doing. He can stay with Chris. He can be a jerk. The problem is, him being a jerk, I don't buy. It's it it feels too forced. Yeah, there, there's a lack of development there. Plus, if if I'm Sammy Guevara, you know, you want these house shows to be a success, and you want the company to be a success um, because, you know, I don't know what his his prospects are or what his future looks like, but if you're an AEW guy and he seems to be one, mm-hmm. you should want to put yourself out there on those house shows. You should want to help carry that mantle, like in to to get better at your craft. Number one, number two. Looks better for because, let's be honest, he's he's one of the homegrown stars. Yes, he is. Like he's not a superstar yet, but like he's been given a lot of opportunity. And so, to me, if you are, if this is your company, if this is your home, the, the, then go. Especially, like I said, I can kind of get it at thirty four, but at twenty four, you are in the prime and figure out like. You don't even have to work match like you said that is full of bumps. Just take one or two. Just take one or two. And and, and deal. you don't I'll be honest, you don't have to work every house show. But to say you're not gonna work any of them, bro. Yeah, keep me off. Like, dude, you're twenty four. And, and like, again, and why wouldn't you want You them? haven't done near what a Jericho, what a Cena, what an Undertaker has done. They worked house shows. Their entire career until Chris left for AEW. They worked the house shows. Was it good for their body? No. They had to do whole circuits. Like I said, Sammy doesn't have to do a circuit. He can hop in and do one randomly, and that's it. That's fine. But you you can't sit here. That would be like me telling my boss, you know what? No, I am not going to do that. That does. That's just no. That's not my thing. But mark me in on Monday. Yeah, make sure I'm, I'll be here Monday. But yeah, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be doing that. I mean, because it's one of like, like, do you, Simi Guevara, and I'm not putting down Simi Guevara. Incredible talent. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm not either, and I'm not sitting here and telling him what he should or should but, not do. It just rubs me the wrong way that you're not willing to do one. Like, like I bet you Moxley's at one. Moxley's He's probably at the one in yeah, Troy, Moxley's Ohio. Moxley's like, booked, yeah. like these guys, these guys that are over here that have been world champion. I think Moxley will be at most of them because Moxley is just like he did for WWE. Frankly, when he's a, so far with with the two companies we've seen him work, and and you know we'll see if it stays at two. I presume it will. We have seen Moxley's a company guy. Number one, mm-hmm. number, that's. And Moxley takes great pride in, in, in being a company guy. And frankly, you can I, I said too, you can almost say it for three, because he worked a lot of GCW shows when he was a world champion as well. And, and while he was balancing AEW and, and and GCW, and he's done some New Japan like there. Anytime there's an opportunity to get Moxley in the ring, pretty much he's doing it. Yeah, he's always done it. So I would expect that 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 he'll be at a lot of the house shows, and it is to me. Uh, just frustrating. If I'm if I'm John Moxley, if I'm Chris Jericho, if I'm frankly, if I'm Mark Henry, if I'm Paul White, if I'm like, even if you don't, I hope he clarifies those comments because even if you don't mean it, I that hope way, so. Like all the 
there's a boatload of guys in the back that have made a whole lot of a lot of turns on the road, humping just for the entertainment of my. It might be two or three hundred people at a house show. Something yep. you don't know because sometimes just don't could draw. be fifty. Yeah, sometimes just don't draw. Nope. You could you could stick Hulk Hogan there in his prime and it ain't gonna draw because sometimes just don't draw. Mm-hmm. And so I think you know, John Moxley has led house show loops for for WWE. John Cena, as we know, for decades did it. Roman Reigns is still kind of doing it. It's more transitioning to Cody. Cody Rhodes is still he's leading a lot of the house mm-hmm. show tournament. These guys are are guys that I mean, frankly, none of these guys are at the level of Sammy Guevara. They're all above him. A oh, way above They're him. All above no, him. Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara could get there yeah. one day. And so, like. And plus, for someone like me that takes, I take great notice of, as you know, I take great notice of, this guy looks like he's putting in the extra work. This guy put looks like he cares about the company. And and I get really behind, like, that's why I'm so behind Drew McIntyre, because some of the things he said and done that proved to me that this isn't just a ticket to Hollywood for him. This is, I want to, he has made clear, I would like to do this into my 50s and, and, and carry the banner. And, like, I respect that so much. And that's that's why I'm more and more becoming such a Moxley fan because like, John Moxley ended his, any he had like an hour of vacation technically until shit hit the fan mm-hmm. and yeah. said, "All right, I'll okay, yeah, fine, gotta do what you gotta do." Damn it! And I'm gonna kick that dude. Yeah, fuck it, Phil. Fuck it, Phil. <laughs> Renee, you better call him. What the yeah. hell is his problem? Yeah, like, yeah, damn it, we, we Mr. Professional. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, and so like it would just mean a lot to me as that type of fan that cares about those little gestures to be like, yeah, I want to be there, I want to help, I want to because AEW is going to need some help on the house show circuit. Mm-hmm. It's going to take some time to build that to even get it where WWE is, and WWE is not nearly at their peak house show. Level. No, like, but it's going to take some time to even get there. And so, I. Like you just and plus as as a twenty four year old, no offense, I mean I'm not, you know I'm twenty eight, so I'm not that far from you. To some extent, you got to pay those dues. Like, and we can take let's take that out of the equation. Let's take the fan that's in the podunk town that oh, might no. never get to see same. I mean, come on, Troy, Ohio. It's pretty close to podunk. Podunk. The only thing more podunk is Dalton, Ohio. My stepmom asked me where that is, we'll what it's close, what is what what that's close to. I said, nothing. It's Dalton, Ohio. It's close to nothing. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'm happy to do it. I'm just saying, I can't tell you exactly where it is by going. Oh, it's this far away from this place. I know it's north, and it's two hours and fifteen minutes away. It's about all I got. But I mean, take all that. You know, you probably should do it because. World champions today do it. World champions that have been people that have been world champions in your company are doing it or have done it without question. I'm assuming right now you just took money out of your pocket. Because do you think John Moxley isn't getting paid more? Now, granted, it's a different contract than what Vince has with WWE. Most of them are employees. They find a way for him to do 40 hours a week, blah, 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 all that stuff. But I'd be hard-pressed if John Moxley 
is doing a show for free, comparatively. Yes, he's under contract, and it's probably a huge contract, and he's not hurting for money. But someone who did many a house show circuit in WWE knows that that's where you make your money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and JR talks about it all the time. He signed guys to downside guarantees all the time. I like he he talks about it with Chris. I can't guarantee. I can't write a contract for what Eric Bischoff is paying you. But I'll tell you what, if you work all the time, you'll blow this downside guarantee out of the water. What does that entail? House shows. That's where you get your extra money. Like, yeah, you're contracted to wrestle this many times and this many Raws or this many SmackDowns and this pay-per-view and what have you. And John being such a veteran of the business, I'm sure he knows it. Cause, I mean, he, he's, like I said, and frankly, he might be, and I don't mean this as a knock, but that... That might be where his WWE tenure helps him to really understand those in and outs yeah. of like, wow, my, I just saw my check go up. What I do different? I spent two weeks working the loop. Yep. And, and so, in John Moxley's part, he might be like, I don't really want to take more bumps, more blood, whatever, but I do want a little bit more money because I got kids and and Renee and I are building a life and and plus in his case, I know for a fact, and I don't want to pretend I'm friends with John Moxley. Hopefully someday, John. But hopefully that'd be cool. Like, but I know for a fact he also cares about the fact that he wants it to be where AEW can run house shows regularly. Yeah. Because this guy is a company guy. They lo- well, and a lot of the veterans love that shit. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. It doesn't matter because it's not televised. No one cares. People, I mean, people in attendance yeah. care. They care about their performance in the ring. But as far as, like, just doing whatever, trying stuff out, I mean, that's where they learned so that's why that, that's my main issue. Like not even the money that he's basically throwing out the window, but that's where you learn what's going to work and what isn't. Yep. Wouldn't you rather have, I'd rather have that shit over here and I'm going to try this move, see if it works right. I'm going to try this little mini promo, see how the crowd reacts. That tells you whether you should do it again or think of something else. Yeah, it's, it, and I think that hurts. AEW right now is not having that. I think they, that's why they're getting. They it. They need to run, in my view, in my if they can and 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 draw. They need to run two to three house shows a week. They're doing all week. Yeah. And and because and it doesn't need to be. You know, you can attract like one major star per show. Sometimes Moxley, sometimes Omega, sometimes Bucks, whatever. That's not the point. It, the point is to we can figure out how how what works in ring wise, and you can figure out a little bit more how to develop, develop characters. Yep. Do you have any great ideas were born on the house show circuit? More than we can count. Yes. Probably most of the great ideas were. Like, Frank, like, how many of, we remember, like, CM Punk feuding with The Rock and John Cena kind of simultaneously as WrestleMania 27 was mm. coming around. How many promos did he test out on the house show audience first? So many. Like, you remember seeing the tapes and the YouTube recordings of, like, oh, did you see what Punk said at, in, I don't know, uh, Chippewa? How many times, like, he made headlines because he said this at a house show. You know, sometimes he made it for bad reasons. He got into a couple big-time disputes and went a little too hard. Too we'll have that. Uh, with some, some audience members. I can remember, um, you know, is it Shirley? What's your name? Is it Sally? <laughs> uh, you know, and he called he called a guy a homo once, uh, if you remember, at a house show. I remember. Show. But, and, but, 
and hey, everyone's got a phone up their ass now, so yeah, I get it. But that's the time to see where the line is. That's the time to see how far we can go. That's the time to see how much heat we can get. And so my point is, my point is this, and it's not to say let's have derogatory comments with the audience. It's that so many things were born on the house show circuit that we end up seeing on TV and it works. I mean, can you imagine? Can There's no way that CM Punk is the pipe bomb cutter that we kind of know him as. If he didn't kind of perfect that, frankly, in Ring of Honor, but certainly to try it out on guys like John Cena and The Rock, that took a, let's see if I get eaten alive here. Or let's see if this works. Yeah, because I can get eaten alive in, you know, Topeka, but when I'm working the garden, that's that's going to look rough if it doesn't happen for me. So it is, it, there's nothing wrong with it. And again, it could help Tony Khan. He could find some chemistry. Uh, let me just stick... Powerhouse Hobbs with Darby Allen. Let's see how that it's works. Just random. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and that's what they're for. You know, let's see if Lance Archer can hang with Powerhouse Hobbs. Let's see. Because you might be able to find that lightning in a bottle and go, because how many times do we read WWE's trying this out on the, on the, they've, they've, until he got hurt and broke his ankle or whatever's going on with AJ Styles, they were trying out AJ Styles versus Gunther mm-hmm. to see how does this work. Because if it doesn't work, if you have a clunker C-plus match, in, and I'm not putting it down, but if you have a clunker C-plus match in Toledo, not the end of the world. Nobody cares. Okay, guess what? Didn't work out. We still saw Gunther versus AJ Styles. And hey, fun, fun. And then you can take it to your mainstream television and we can realize, oh my God, we have something here. Imagine when they're juiced up on a huge pay-per-view like Mania or SummerSlam or something. Well, I just... And, the, but, and to p- play devil's advocate... It's his prerogative. Sure. And when he signed his contract, this wasn't even a thing. He never expected it. But here, but at the same time, more often than not, if I'm not home by 12.30, 1 o'clock, I'm driving home. It's just the perks of not working by the hour. Sure. It's a bonus. However, well, I can show up here like 3 and 4. However, um... Sometimes, sometimes I have, do have to work later. Sometimes I do have to put in more hours. Sometimes I'm more trusted to do things than other people. So I get more put on my plate. My point is, sometimes you just got to do it. Just do it, man. And, and like, I just don't see the big deal. I'm not suggesting that he couldn't go to Tony Khan and go, hey, <clears throat> one of the perks I really like about this job is the fact that I don't do a lot of house shows. So and it's it, just... If it's just one every couple of weeks, I think that's fine. If if you're really like, man, that's because I for me and Tay and, and I get it. Yeah. I didn't sign up for this. I'm not doing it. I I, I can see that. Yeah. But I also see that Tony Khan's not trying to take advantage of you. Tony Khan's giving you a platform. At least give him one. And he's trying to and he's trying to build this company into. Let's be honest. He is trying to take the two AEW and Ring of Honor brands, and he's trying to build something that competes with the WWE. Mm-hmm. And to do that, and because if you can listen to any podcast in the world and any old schooler that was at both WWE and WCW, and all of them will almost tell you the biggest difference was how hard Vince and company are willing to work past the hours of five versus Bischoff. It was done at five o'clock, and it was like a ghost town in there. You got to be, I mean. And I'm again. It's not about if that's time for for Conti and him. I get that, and I respect that. But 
there's got to be some times where if you want to really take this thing to the stratosphere you could take it to, you got to put in some hours and you got to bump for 50 people and you got to, and it just, it's, this is the second time that he has shown, in my view, his short-sightedness and a little bit of immaturity. Obviously, oh, the definitely. Obviously, stuff was, was cringe. But, like, I just think that, I think when he's my age, or definitely by the time he's your age, and I don't even mean that as our usual thing, it's by the time he's 39, I think he'll go, boy, that was kind of immature and short-sighted to say. Certainly in the public eye. Mm-hmm. Like now, if I, now, if you want to go to Tony privately and go, hey, Tony, I'm really not feeling these house shows. That's between you and your boss. Yep. But to me, you're low. You're low cut in the company inadvertently. Inadvertently, he probably doesn't. Yeah, like I said, it's his prerogative. I just think it's. I just don't think it's a good decision. Like at least one, because what's that show to the younger guys in the locker room that have yeah. just gotten there? Yeah. Oh well, Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara didn't have to do this. Why do I have to do this? You don't want to get into a situation like Bischoff and WCW where mm-hmm. you know Hogan, Hall, and Nash all chilling, and and the only because that's why. Frankly, that's why Ray Flair was going to get fired, probably. But it got to the point where, like, Hogan Hall and Ash have all these great contracts, and so they can sit here and miss this thunder with this house show. I got to stick something on there. Fine, Flair. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, because Flair sat at home for a year, and then when the great contracts started kicking in, because like, they all signed ridiculous deals on, like, 98. Deals that, what the hell are you No one get? ever should have put in front of them. And, and they all... and. And so, you don't want to get into a case where, like, you're resented by some of those younger guys. Some of those guys didn't care that Hogan was, was I don't want to say half-assing, but certainly not as committed as he, he used to be. Um, some of the, those guys didn't care, and they, they thought it was cool and whatever, because you hear plenty it's, of It's Hulk Hogan. Now. What are you going to do? Uh, but there are, there, and there's plenty of people that are like, it was the, it's the Hulkster, and he's entitled to it. But you still hear guys, like... AJ Styles, not not so much anymore. But people forget how AJ Styles was in the closing like years at WCW, and oh, I forgot about that. He, like he talks about the fact that, like for years until he got to know Hawk in TNA, when he went to TNA, I mean AJ, he was like, I'm so glad that guy's not on our team because the impression he had over him the last year or two of WCW was that Hawk was the worst dude in the world, and he said that his his in you know, he has things with Hulk he disagrees with, but he said his impression of him completely changed in TNA because some of it Hogan was able to admit that, yeah, I probably shouldn't have did that. Probably took advantage of those things. And so my point is, is like you don't want to, Sammy Guevara doesn't want to be Hulk Hogan in this case and because you don't want, you don't want A.R. Fox going, this guy doesn't care. That's the, that's the vibe I get. Does he love this? Like, I thought he loved this. It sounds like he does. I don't want to be taking these crazy bumps all the time. Okay. You don't have to. Then don't hang them. Work a tag. I would very much like to see you take less crazy bumps, Sammy Guevara, because I would like to see you wrestle until you're 45. That would be wonderful. Because, like I said, I got nothing against him. I get his point of view. This wasn't even a thing. He's used to... One day working one day a week, unless there's a pay per view. I get that. I totally understand that. I'm not trying to rake him over the coals. I just don't understand why you can't do one. You might like it. It might bring back some memories. You might try something new. 
bring it to your repertoire that takes it you to the next find level. That next big feud. You might. You might find that feud outside of Jericho. That's what he. I think that's what he needs the most. He can. He needs to move away from Chris. Because I don't know. I don't know who Sammy is. There's been two versions of Sammy: Panda Sammy and Jericho Sammy. Can the real Sammy Guevara please stand up? Like I need to see who Sammy really is. You're welcome. You're welcome. But th- th- I think that's where I'm. Because I mean, I'm still a fan of Sammy, but it's not like when he was wrestling Cody. It's nowhere near that. And yes, a lot of that was Cody, but a lot of that was Sammy too. And I think the I think some of the issue is there. His association now with Jericho is going to have ass either. Either get all in or get all out. Yeah. Go for the tag belts or move on. Really? And kind of the same thing with Sting and Darby. It's like, we know you're together. Tell me the story. Mm -hmm. Tell me why it matters. Well, I honestly think that they need to disband the JAS. Jericho needs a vacation. It did. This hurts even more. Jericho needs to take a vacation. And he needs to come back as a face. Heel stuff's done. He needs a break from being a heel. He's done. He's he's gotten to the point which yes, we both love the click of the pen, but he's gotten to the point where he is doing things that he said he wouldn't do when he first came to AEW. I've moved past that. You, the first year AEW, people chanted Y two J at him. What did he do? He yelled at the crowd. Sunday night they chanted Y two J. He kind of enjoyed it. Nothing wrong with that. Y2J was great. I loved Y2J, Chris Jericho. But you're inadvertently, through instincts, doing things that you said you don't want to do because you want to be different. I'm not raking Chris over the coals. I'm not saying, oh my God, what a hypocrite. He said he'd never go back to this stuff. But it, it's obvi- it's inadvertent, and it's like a little touch of nostalgia. And now it's not. it doesn't, like, he didn't give the crowd that same reaction on Sunday when they chanted Y2J at him as he did when AEW started. If they chanted, we the people, I don't think Chris Jericho would say bad idea from bad from even crappier creative. I don't think that would come out because he's a different Chris right now. It does feel like he's almost having, does this sound, it, it, he's almost having a little too much fun. Does that make sense? Oh, he's definitely having too much fun. Like, like for sure. Like, and there's nothing wrong with having too much fun, but I, I, like. I, because here's the thing. Here's the, there's the fine line. And, I, and I've discovered this a lot over the last six months or a year. You want to have fun in everything you do, no doubt about it. Uh, but you don't want to have too much fun because you have to remember it's a drop. Because if you're having fun, you're not being driven. You have to remember it's a job. And so right now, I, I this is going to sound far more negative towards Chris than I mean, and I promise this. But right now, I think he's having so much fun that it's like, where's your drive? Where's your drive to, to push for more and be better? Yeah. Does that make sense? I'd see that. Because, like, the two guys that have sworn they don't want to live off nostalgia are Chris Jericho and Paul Heyman. Those two have made very clear they don't want to do the Hogan Flair nostalgia tour thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's fine that they don't, don't want to. There's no disrespect to that. And, uh, yeah, now that you've pointed out, I can kind of see that. And, yeah. you know. Um, I mean, and like I said, there's nothing wrong with it. Now, I'm not, like, now, mad he, at Chris Jericho do, for he, it. He did do one callback, even in his best days, quote-unquote, of AEW. 
the Lexus Connelly Champion. Oh yeah, that was great. That was that was great. All back for a couple weeks, but it was a little different. It wasn't the list. It was the Lexus Connelly Champion. It was fine. It was different. It was different. It was a different enough. And so yeah, I, I get what you're saying, truly. Um, but I, ju- I just think we need a change in Chris, and I think as as much as it pains me to say, I think Chris needs a vacation. It doesn't have to be a long vacation, just long enough to make us miss you, uh, make and come back as the conquering hero to somebody. I don't know. CM Punk. I'd work really well, actually. Yeah, I think, you know, because at this point... If Especially with their history. I think he's... I Like I said right. many a week ago, if they can make money off of this, do it. As long so, as they can get along. So maybe have Chris Jericho around till Double or Nothing because you need him for what is the WrestleMania show. In my opinion... Oh, yeah, for sure. But that needs to be like, okay, take the summer yeah, off, Chris. Yeah. And so, and then come on back for Full Gear in September or October, whatever it is. Full Gear's November. Uh, I think that might be a little long. Though. Yeah. Um, all out. Yes. All out in yeah. September. All out in September. Then take that off and do it the summer, and we could do a callback match between, assuming Punk is brought back, between Jericho and Punk, and we could play off the real issues that Jericho had of the the brawl out thing, and and we could play off that, and we could play off some of, of Punk's probably issues with that issue. Because Punk has an issue with anyone that takes an issue with him. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and well, I mean, it could, it really would open more doors for the the non over guys in the Jericho Appreciation Society. That opens up opens something up right there. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing that says that Cool Daddy Ange and Magic and Daniel Garcia can't stay a trio. Nothing says that. But if Chris leaves, doesn't say anything to them, and just bounces. Yeah comes back as a face. There's a feud right there. Right there. How could you leave us? What is wrong? Like, I don't know what they would say, but it would be along those lines. How, how you brought us into this group. How could you just leave us and not talk to us? And, and now he's taken out his old protégés, which elevates them, which Jericho loves to do right now is elevate people, uh, well, we which is fantastic. We saw it with Ricky Starks. Mm-hmm. And I thought Jericho was going to win this one. I did too. We saw Starks already get the dub on Jericho, you know, uh, a few weeks ago on I think it was Dynamite. Yeah, it was. And so I thought make it one one and you know do a blow off either for Dynamite or you know if you want to do a big rampage or whatever. Um, so that's why I thought. What'd you think of the match? And did the right guy win? Or Ricky and Chris? Yeah. Should like should we do, should they have done the one v one even if Jericho wins by some sort of Low blow heel tactic. I think this was more important for Ricky to win because when I didn't see it coming into this match, I saw it in the match. Like you wouldn't have seen this from the highlights. This has Jericho and Triple H written all over it. That the beginning of their feud when Jericho won the title on Raw and then had it taken away an hour later that led to that last man standing match. Mm-hmm. This is very reminiscent of that. And it didn't really smack me in the face until last night. And Chris Jericho did an abdominal stretch. I can't remember the last time I've seen Chris Jericho do the abdominal stretch. But not very often. And it was very Triple H-like. Like, not he's trying to do it like Triple H, but like, 
comparatively, the size to Triple H to Chris Jericho is about the same as the size to Chris Jericho to Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks' ribs are hurting. He's in an abdominal stretch. He's pulling back. He's hammering on the ribs. I'm like, I was getting Triple H Jericho vibes the whole match. I'm like, all right, I see what he's doing here. I see what he's doing here. He Ricky Starks is his next project. This is far from over. They're having the blow off. It might disappear for a minute, and then but I think they're going to do something crazy at some stipulation match at Double or Nothing. And then maybe it writes Kristoff TV mm-hmm. for a few months. I think that would be a good idea. Uh, does he have a Fozzie tour scheduled? Or yeah, it starts April 2nd. Yeah, that would be a... Yeah, take a little time. Just There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Take time off, bro. It's fine. Yeah. You won't be the first wrestler that I love that I've said you should probably take time off. You're getting a little old on the tooth. You are by far not done. But, man, take a vacation. If anyone has earned a vacation, it's the people that I tell to take a vacation. The Chris's, the Undertaker's, those guys, the Cena's. Take a, take a vacation. It's it's okay. I, I will be here for you. I understand it's okay. Even if every other wrestling fan is pissed off because Chris Jericho is taking vacation, just know that this Jericho-holic right here will stand by you and defend you each and every week on To the Turnbuckle and the Bruise Cruise podcast, the only broadca- podcast that brings you pro wrestling for your ears just to do it because everyone deserves a vacation. If you want to take one, that's on you. Everyone deserves one. Well, we got about 15 minutes. And we're running. <laughs> we didn't even finish Revolution. Until the best. Uh, what else you want to talk about? Well, I mean, let's let's just see what we can finish with Revolution. I think we should talk about that trio's title match. Again, I gotta ask: Did the right team win? Oh hell yeah, the right team won. God damn it! If the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you have no idea. Out of all of the matches that were on Sunday, you when say. I when I when when I th- when it looked like the elite were about to win, like when the, when the House of Black had it, and they took their time, and the Young Bucks ran in behind Buddy Matthews and Brody King after he delivered the blackout or because they still haven't decided what to call it yet and he broke up the pin my heart sank i was like are you kidding me no if they lose that match on sunday that gimmick is dead and buried dead and buried there was no recovering it because they've been talking about taking over this roster for how long now and they have lost every high profile match they've been in Mm -hmm. they'll they'll beat they'll beat the shit out of people on dynamite you put them in a high-profile match just to lose? Like, they had to win last night. And that needs to facilitate Nick and Matt Jackson doing what they do best. Go back to the tag team division because whether you like them or hate them, the tag team division was better off when they were involved in the tag team championships. Kenny Omega, like we talked about earlier, needs to be the cleaner from Japan. Not the cleaner from world title run a year ago. No, he's the cleaner from Japan. Be a little bit more serious. He can still have fun because obviously he had fun at Wrestle Kingdom 17. He, he, could, he was having a blast. Burrow, bring that this way. Get back into... Use, use him 
to put over the Mid-Atlantic title. Use him to help put the TNT title back on. Use him to keep the AEW title relevant when you have to. Like, there's there's so many options. But my opinion is, I don't him. There's no denying his star power. And when he no. wants to turn it on, it's, it's know, just something, something. It's something about Japan. He turns it on. He kind of has the Hogan syndrome. Kind of. You know, Hogan will go over and work, work real yeah. matches. Well, and Kenny will always have, you know, good matches, mm-hmm. be it 5, 4, A, B, C, whatever you want to call it because I, I'm really tired of this rating shit drives me insane because it's too subjective there's there's never there's there's never uh, okay they followed like this is why and he said this on his podcast this is why the dream that even though he is unaware that I share this dream I've shared this dream for at least 15 years Chris Jericho shares this dream as well there is no reason why pro wrestling cannot be an Olympic sport. It would be scored like gymnastics, unbiased officials, psychology is fallen. Did he sell properly? Did this promo go right? There's so many things that you can quantify. I, I just smiled as to so why good. as to why it can be an Olympic sport, but we have all these guys, and yes, you make money. I'm not gonna sit here and be like, you dirt sheet writers, I can't believe you. I mean, it's your thing. You're making money. I can't, can't knock that. I don't like it, but I'm not going to knock it. Make your money. It is but, what it but is. I, but I just had a I, I just had a good call back. Do you remember when, uh, you know, you? because I've heard your Olympian theory before, and I, and I agree with you 100%. But that's a good call back to when Adam Dell all of a sudden for a few weeks said on a tirade about it's not like a it, real sport it, because it, I had said it's a real sport. Yeah. And obviously, you know me, one side – once it start, I usually don't back down, um, if, especially when it comes to this this thing called wrestling. I'm, I have a real bad habit of diarrhea of the mouth and constipation of the brain. So remember there for a couple I weeks. I remember. Yeah. It was like, no, this this is this is legit as it gets. No, and, and it, it is a real sport. And, you know, oh, it's predetermined. How are they going to make it an Olympic sport? Well, I just said it. An entire gymnastic routine. The score might not be predetermined. Um, but the routine is ice skating. The routine is predetermined. They are not going out there and just on the fly wrestling like, or, you know, doing whatever. Like it's not, there are ways to quantify it. There's not a, yeah, cheerleading too. There's not, there's not a clear cut winner in any of those sports that we just talked about. There's not, it's all subjective to the judges. But it's, but it's a predetermined choreographed routine that they do. Precisely. Because at the end of the day, if it's an Olympic sport, it doesn't matter who wins the match. It matters who wins the medal by having the most smooth moves. I mean, how many how many guys would be out of the running just for a snapmare? It, they've gotten better. They've gotten better in this last decade or so of wrestling. But for a while there. But oh my God. When I look at myself and I go, I did a better snapmare than... I forget who it was at the time, but I mean, they were so half-assed back in the day on TV with snapmares, and um, I took I took pride in doing it properly. Yeah, it's just a snapmare, but come on, it, you're flipping over a dude. It's not hard. Malanky six three dude is not hard. You just gotta flip over if if you're in that ring training to be a wrestler, and that's what you want your job to be. This should not be hard for you to f- somersault over somebody. That's all you're doing. Boom. There you go. Sit. 
Like, there's no reason why that should ever look bad. Ever. Look, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, final thoughts on Revolution. Um, I'm intrigued by... I thought the whole show was fucking legit. They blew it out of the park like most of the time they do when it comes to these AEW pay-per-views. They did show the IWC that there are actually stories involved in these matches. You just kind of got to look at the... Sometimes you got to look at the minutia because they're not slapping you in the face with it. Do I think Jungle Boy and Christian Cage... I thought that was fine. I thought the stipulation was weird. And it took me till today to realize what they're doing with it. What are they doing with it? So it's it's, it's going to be another way to end a feud, right? Mm-hmm. But because they use Jungle Boy and Christian, this gimmick is not tied to a specific wrestler. Anybody can do this. Most Buried Alive matches were Undertaker because yep. he was the Undertaker, and that's fine. Yeah. It worked fine. And other times it was Kane because he's Undertaker's brother. Exactly that you were pretty much tied to having to have one of those two in a Buried Alive match. Mm-hmm. Now, with the final burial match, was it perfect? No. Was it probably the best Buried Alive match I've seen? Probably. They're not exactly good matches. Austin's an Undertaker is probably right up there with it, but that was more emotion than anything. Uh, what do you think is, uh, one question I, I do want to ask before we get out of here is, what do you think is next for Christian? We know that Jungle Boy is hopefully going to move on and do be- bigger, better things. But, like, does this write Christian back off? I mean, that's, because that's where, as soon as you added that stipulation, I was like, okay, now I'm lost. And I, I you know, I knew that Jungle Boy was going to win this match. I, I, I never doubted that. But I was like, Christian just got cleared. To do a, every time Taker was in a Bear to Live match anyway, it was He's to write gone. Off. I, I think so he what is. what happens here with Christian? Are we writing him off to what? Move him to Ring of Honor maybe? I don't no, know. I think he's going to be written off for them to figure out this Luchasaurus mass copyright thing. The designer has filed copyrights or whatever or someone that designed it. I haven't read all the minutiae about it, but I do know that's probably why he hasn't been on TV. I read this story like a month ago, so I don't even know what's going on with that but I do know there were issues with copyright and stuff with Luchasaurus's mask and I thought they were a good pair so I think write them off TV till you can get all this shit sorted out design Luchasaurus a new mask yeah do we think about taking Luchasaurus out of the mask no no never a different style mask sure but no I've seen his face I'm sorry it doesn't scream there's a lot of things that you can get by with with skill. Size is one of them. Either too large or too short or too small. Skill can do a lot for that. Mm-hmm. He's got a punchable face. People say and he's thing. not a good enough mic worker for that to work. Alright. So he needs Christian Cage. He kind of needs him right now until he can get out of his shell. And it doesn't always have to be the Triceratops mask. It can be something else. But, I mean, I saw his face in NXT, and I was like, okay. I understand why he wears a mask. I get it. It just doesn't scream pro wrestler. 
It's like seeing Ray with his mask off. It's fucking weird. It is. It's weird. To this day. Yeah, it's weird. It's the weirdest shit. And it's, and, and maybe that's because I've been conditioned yeah. to see Luchasaurus just with a mask yeah. on. I hate seeing Ray without his mask every time. I'm but just like, that's weird. On, in that same aspect, I didn't have that reaction when Kane took off his mask. No. It wasn't, oh, that's weird. He, he, yeah, Kane looks like someone that would burn you alive if he had the chance. All right, I, I can get behind that. You look at Rey Mysterio, it's like, I can't even see him punching to somebody that tried to steal his wallet. It's the same thing with Luchasaurus. Yeah. He could destroy you yeah. in 35 seconds. That mask goes on. and it's. And he's got the... I guess the best way to say it is he's too baby face of a baby face. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't have the the look of someone that even though he's six foot five and two hundred and seventy five pounds, when you see just his face, he looks like I mean, lack of a better term, a pushover. Mm-hmm. You know, the the quiet guy. And there's nothing wrong with that. You can't change your face, but it's just it doesn't scream pro wrestler. And I think that's hurt him. And I think that's why he went into the mask in the first place. Because it sounds like something that someone in NXT would tell him. This isn't working out. We're going to go another direction. Might want to try a mask. Try the mask. Try a mask. See if it helps you kind of break out of your shell and be who you can be. Well, with that, I think, uh, I think it's about time to wrap yeah, it up. Buddy. It's about that time. All right. So any final words? I mean, get yourself some big energy tears from W.GG. Use code Bruiser Nation. That's B-R-U-Z-E-R Nation to get 10% off each and every order. Also, don't forget this past Sunday. Yes. Just a couple days ago, Sunday, the Bruce Cruise podcast, the only podcast to bring you pro wrestling for your ears, made its triumphant return to the podcast space with Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay at Wrestle Kingdom 17. And I'll say this, whether you listen to the Bruce Cruise podcast while you watch it or not, go out of your way to watch that. We've had two match of the year candidates in three months of time, and I don't know which one's better. The Iron Man or Osprey and Omega? I'm not sure. Osprey and Omega was incre- incredible. You remember me raving about it when, when yeah. I watched? Incredible. It, it, it was... I mean, there aren't enough proper adjectives. Look, look, I said it on the podcast when it was over. Yeah. It's the damnedest match with rules that I've ever seen. Sure, I've seen more brutal no DQs, and I've seen people thrown off hell in the cells, but as far as a match with, like, rules and regulations, that was the damnedest thing I've ever seen. It was incredible. Definitely go check out the Brewers Cruise Podcast. The only podcast that brings you pro wrestling to your ears. Yeah. And with that, uh, we'll see you next week, and and don't worry, we will talk plenty of what's going on WrestleMania-wise, but Revolution deserved its own standalone really I'm it really not, did I'm not upset about how I'm, this turned out at all and and like i said in my opinion and, and frankly we decide that we along with napper content we produce right now i'm enjoying aw a little bit more and so uh so i, I think um revolution deserved its own standalone and hopefully they can follow it up with a great dynamite and a great rampage i week. hope so and hopefully it's a great week of, of, of wrestling for everybody smackdown i hope it's wonderful uh raw was pretty decent raw was all right and so nothing wrong with raw so let's have a the end was huge. We finally got an answer from Jey Uso, the, the answer that many of us probably expected. I mean, you're, but but that's not a bad thing. Like, I know a bunch of people in the IWC freaked out because they freak out about everything. I mean, at the end of the day, your brother didn't hit you. You don't really have an issue with your brother. Yeah. 
you just weren't sure because you were still friends with Sammy. He made the logical decision. Um, we're tag team champions, champions. and we're brothers. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna stick with blood. Yeah, we're yeah we're cool, but we're fans. It was yeah. probably it's probably like like not even a question. Yeah. It makes more sense. Uh, and and KO versus and Sami Zayn versus the USA's Mania is gonna work. Oh yeah, it's gonna work. It was gonna work great. And come SummerSlam or Survivor Series, I'm sure Sami Zayn has a title or gets another title shot. It's gonna be fine, people. It will be all right. Don't everybody relax. R E L A X. Everything's gonna be fine. Hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, listening. Ryan, Big Stevie C, Napper piping in. Uh, Joe Hirschberger, uh, Peachy Rodriguez. Thank you all so much for listening, watching. And uh, we'll see you next week. And until then, we'll see you in the ring. Ding, ding. ding. ding.